All right. Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome. Uh, this is the first episode of the Savage Gentleman's Speakeasy. First sit down, I guess you could say. Which is kind of an open form here. <laughs> <laughs> this is my first time kind of doing any of this. Um, what has yeah, it actually inspired to me today? To, yeah, yeah, I do, I do, because I mean, to be honest with you, what, what has inspired me to do this was actually the the doctor who who we were, you know, who spoke um, the other day. Um, who's there? Doctor? Uh, oh man, you know, I cannot um, say her last name, man. Is it? Um, was man, it wasn't the the, the host of the Jim show we were Lund? just now on? Uh, it was her mother. Um, okay. Here, no, I, I have my computer here for a reason. So. Yeah, man. Keep that thing out there. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> Chris and I were were out today, and it's really hot out here in Virginia Beach. We're out in the sun. We met up at a cafe, and um, why don't I just say Starbucks? <laughs> I'm all being pretentious. I'm yeah, like, just just, just just get that plug in there, you know. <laughs> They but look, they're loving it anyway. It's it's so it's free publicity for them. Yeah. So so um and then uh um did you find your your laptop? Because I want to know who it is that you were. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, I've already logged in. I uh you yeah, because I can't switch over to um the. All right. Listen. Uh, the, are there any topics that we can, that we can't talk about here? No, absolutely not. There's, is, no. you can talk about anything. That's the whole thing. It's a, it is a quote unquote safe space, right? Safe space for freedom of expression. All right, I'm sharing this. So, where's my other? Yeah, man. You um, yeah. So Chris and I were out today, and uh, uh, Chris, I think it was the first time you met um, uh, Eric Hines, right? Correct. Yes, it was. Eric was a wonderful guy. Yeah, he's the uh, the owner and founder of Awaken Inside the Gym. I'm actually not even sure how to say that, but both ways, if you say, if you put a comma in there, they both uh, are really inspiring. One is if you say Awaken Inside the Gym, like, like you know, like there's a bunch of different <laughs> Awaken Inside, but this one's right. the gym. Like, you know, like you could have Awaken Inside the Yoga Studio, which actually I found that there there is a yoga studio called that, or like Awaken Inside the Song or whatever. This is Awaken Inside the Gym, um, or you could just say Awaken Inside the Gym. Like, like while you're going to the gym, it could be something that helps you awaken. You found it? Oh, I found her LinkedIn. Okay. Oh, and I didn't check. Uh, did you? Are we in the private part now of the room, or did you? Um, oh, wait a minute. I know it's no, live. It should be it's open, public. sir. Okay, there we go. Yes, sir. Um, who is this that popped into the listeners? What is that? Uh, that's a cool icon. You ever seen the <laughs> that top that hat top hat Illumio? So, oh, I've seen that. Um, that's awesome. Island Merchant, Elrond Network, Enthusiast, Diver, Fabricator, Grappler. Uh-oh. Um, so, Chris, are you... What, what's her uh, name? Oh, dude, it is uh, very Indian, and I... Uh, dude, I'm not that good with names. Um, okay. Well, send, maybe send uh, it so, to me somehow. So, sorry, sorry Savan. Um, 
Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah, no, good. Um, but uh, what's really cool is uh, she's a, a a real queen, according to how enthusiastic you got about. Um, you heard her her speak, or who, was it her or her mother you heard speak? It was it was her mother. Oh yeah, man. I mean, and, and it's the fact that she's she's uh, she's actually a very much so a practitioner and a trailblazer for actual feminism and women's rights. And she lived through it. And she's uh, from India, from a certain uh, section of India that's you know known for um, it's even further you know extra discipline and focus on on putting um, intellectual prowess first. And it's just amazing, and you know it okay. needs to really be put out there because it's a great uh, person for 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 young women uh, to really look up to uh, to see that. I mean, there is potential out there if you just uh, you know do anywho. But yeah, it's just. <clears throat> uh, I'm gonna definitely take a look more yeah, a look yeah. at um, what uh, she has to offer, um, and I am. Uh, Dude, I'm really excited though, man. Thanks for for uh, coming and scooping me up and and getting us over to uh, Awaken Inside and out to uh, Starbucks. We got a lot of stuff done today. Um, this is kind of epic. I can't wait to we to we expand out into Chicks Beach a little bit more. I'm digging that area. I know you haven't been out there as much as I have, Chris, but. It's going to be really cool when, you know, people see what they can do with yoga and capoeira. And, and, people uh, and, eat. and check your phone. I sent the link to. Yeah, her, I got it. Let me see. LinkedIn. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, I can see in through the link. The first part of her name is pronounced Sri. Um, yeah, you are the linguist of the group here. So uh, anybody who's listening in, I uh, you know Hakeem here. Uh, it, he. He enjoys the intellectual arts of <laughs> of language and the mind uh, body connection. Uh, he 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 enjoys martial arts and uh, just you know overall athleticism and how it can improve you know just your daily life in general. I mean, you just feel better. Uh, but this, this this guy's wonderful, so he'll be a great addition. Or he is a great addition. I will be. He already is, right? What, what, what am I saying? Well, we've been working together for a while. Hey, it's pronounced Srinivasan or something like that, but it's definitely Sri. Okay, so I was, I was kind of close. Yeah, um, there, there's actually a girl who, uh, you know, worked or used to work, or I haven't seen her while because I don't go there. Maybe that when she's not there, but her name was Sri. So, <clears throat> well, if you're, if you're already on there and, and, and logged in, I mean, uh, go ahead and read off some of her accomplishments if you don't mind. Well. Uh, hold on for a second. Um, I, mean, because if, I couldn't. If there's any even on there. Well, I couldn't go uh, through. Hold on for a second. I didn't yeah, click not, all the I'm way through because it. Because well, no, just the current device that I'm using. I don't have. Uh, yes, Illumio. Um, I'm a capoeirista for since 1993. So, and I still practice every day. Well, let's see uh, what she has yeah, posted. Yeah, Illumio. Illumio asked. I don't. I don't have an association in Lumio, but um, the I most recently, when I was in China, was practicing with um, the Grupo as part of Cuadrado which is um, uh, oh my gosh, it was um, Manjinga Capoeira Manjinga 
in uh, Hangzhou, Kapuita Manjinga Hangzhou with Alex. He was like heading it. Um, there weren't really any teachers there at Lumio, but they, uh, um, Alex was heading it. I guess he had, I don't know really what the story was. I just know it was a great group to train with. Um, what about you, Alumio? Or is that, uh, is that your game too? Or one of, one of? So, Chris, I don't know if you saw it, because I know you might be looking at something else, but we got Alumio here. He's asking me about capoeira here in the chat. Um, he asked if we were capoeiristas. Chris hasn't done much capoeira yet. Chris does some other hardcore uh, training. He does all kinds of other stuff. Chris is a former military from the Army. And... Um, well, Illumio is talking about he didn't get very far um, in Capoeira, but kept up with it. Well, Illumio, getting far is, I don't know, is, is very, uh, you know, subjective because, um, you know, I, my first time ever getting a chord was with the group Capoeira Manjinga in Hangzhou. And that's just because I was like, I was there with them for a year and I, you know, I've been doing it for a long time, but I never stuck around in any groups to get chords or do any of that stuff. It wasn't really important to me because Capoeira turned out to not be what I thought it was. It eventually turned out to be a lot greater than I thought it was, but I went through a phase where I didn't think it was what the training with the way a lot of people were doing was going to provide what I was looking for, but I was very immature at that time. So what do you mean? Uh, so do you still practice Illumio? Are you still... Um, so let us know anyway later. Chris, uh, what do we got? Let's talk about this. We uh, have here is classic India doing what they do best and um, not having anything published on their strong, accomplished women. And it looks like she lives a very private life, which makes sense, you know, because um, that's why she's, I mean, she's like, it was the first time she was speaking on these experiences, um, you know, because well, I'm just not linked in on my I'm not logged into my LinkedIn on my laptop. Okay, I'm just uh, in here now, so I'm going to so, look at, um, I'm going to check her out. I'm going to put three. Yeah, because there's no wiki on here or anything, uh, um, at least to what I've been able to. I'm on, like, page three of Google. Wow. I, used, I put in Dude, Wikipedia. you're searching, I put, huh? I put in, yeah, well, I put in her name specifically, and, I, you know, put in Wikipedia, Um I mean, I know that's not really the probably the best uh, thing to pop the algorithms for Google search engine, but I mean, it, it's bare bones enough that if there was something that, you know, on Wikipedia, it would populate it. And so, okay, I so I found just, I found a couple of with the name Mangalam Srinivasan. I see senior consultant at Infosys. Uh, right, it shows labels usually. Yeah, proprietor at Ashok Trading Company. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, well, maybe outside of her LinkedIn, that's what I'm saying. So, okay. I mean, Hey, look, I mean, we just, we just, uh, heard her speak yesterday. Um, so, I mean, I guess it, I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, and if she's already lives as a private life, um, so why are we trying to blow her up? <laughs> oh no 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 no! I was just saying because you asked me, you were like you you were like, hey, look at the topic that you're you're speaking on, and you asked me what prompted me to do that, and yeah, that's yeah. what it is: is that she, you know, uh, she she uh, was the first. Um, she was the the head of um, not the head like, um, <clears throat> what was it? Uh, she was just in really really high position at banks, you know, and she when she graduated and she already had several master's degrees. 
um, and, and was working on, you know, a, a doctorate. And she uh, came over here to the States as um, a, a cultural ambassador um, from, from India and was working with the State Department. And, uh, you know, just very insightful experiences and from a very uh, actual powerful woman, you know, not not just from, you know, just from, you know, like, it just. Well, when you say nature. powerful, Chris, what what do you mean by powerful woman? What does that mean to you? How is she powerful? Um, she's powerful in the way of just by, by leading through, I mean, from from what I can, I can gather from what she, she shared, you know, just by, by gaining knowledge and being able to be a, a deep thinker and having insight and wisdom, but then also, you know, being an actual mother and, 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 and being, you know, encouraging to her husband as well. And, but also leading her family and leading her husband and, and taking care of the family. And, uh, you know, she, she had brought her family in the sixties, um, from India to America, you know, she brought her family, she brought her husband and, and her child, um, mm. And that I was like, wow, that's 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 cool, you know. And um, but it, but it wasn't that he was incapable. It was just that she had had more knowledge at the time because he was also a very knowledgeable man. He was uh, a, 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 a top of his class for like semiconductors and um, you know, I guess what you call like you know probably high end material science like quantum you know uh, 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 material science data type stuff for that time. Um, so you know, brilliant man, you know, very educated, um, and you know from what she said, he's uh, she did you know she just kind of briefly uh, spoke on it for a few minutes that he was still very uh, educated and that he was a, a a lover of women and was supportive of her. And, um, you know, never uh, stopped, you know, uh, questing for his own thirst of knowledge and abilities and, and doing things and didn't hinder her from doing from doing that either. Um, she briefly spoke on how Americans were so completely blown away that she was traveling alone through the states. Uh, in the in the late '60s and early '70s, by herself, you know, or she was traveling with other with other men, and that she was married at the time, you know, the people couldn't conceptualize it. When it comes down to is that you know he he clearly trusts his wife, you know, he's yeah. <laughs> um, and that seems to be a big a big thing these days uh, is that there's a lack of trust, and I don't know if it comes from insecurity or you know maybe the environment you're raised in or just whatever. You know, I mean, I understand it, and we, we all have things that we need to, uh, to work on. And this uh, this whole entire um, speakeasy is about growth and progression for for everybody in general. Um, so you know, but it's not it's not healthy to walk around being bitter. So I yeah, just, I just to kind of throw that out there for <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's just it just it's amazing, and you know, she just uh, so so but power through education. Because knowledge is power and power is ability. Um, and she's a practitioner of that. And I feel like there's not enough uh, women in this space who are able to, uh, to, to, to speak to people that aren't going to stand on a soapbox. Because unfortunately, um, I feel like a lot of Westerners, especially with uh, you know, the fact that we're kind of based off of an Abrahamic uh, religion, 
that people we don't speak eye to eye like there's I mean even if it's you know six inches like you're, you're the people have to have some kind of soapbox to speak on to speak down to people we should be 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 uh, uh down there in the you know same level you know what i'm saying just like uh barefoot just sitting there standing with each other eye to eye having a reasonable conversation uh that's that's uplifting well I mean, sharing we do the it knowledge all. yeah of course, we do it all the time, and it's one of the best things. You know, it's why I, um, you know, I'm constantly just thinking, what is it that we possibly can, can, can create and and make better for ourselves through our discourse and all of the things that we're pursuing. Um, just by keeping in touch with each other and keeping each other accountable, like, <laughs> you know, like I get, I, I just want to keep pushing forward and. You know, it's it's hard when anything gets in the way, but it's good that you know you're you're as encouraging as you are, and you know your energy, it's pretty inspiring, man. I mean, like you got me all fired up. I learned so much about, you know, the Environmental Protection Agency and their uh, their National Priorities List program, and uh, and all the different processes, the steps for going through how. You know, like the whole process is ingrained in my mind of that, of course, and it just makes sense because it's logical, right? They have to go out there and they have to assess the site and find out the uh, the, ex- the nature and the extent of the contamination. Then once they find that out, then they go ahead and pass that information on through several different channels till it gets to remedial uh, design and then remedial action, which is just the people who actually draw up the plans for the site and everything that's needed and the space and all that and then the team that goes and constructs and builds the site and it's like just to understand such a clear process but like you you did like i learned all of that in just you know a matter of a few days um of like really thoughtful and careful study because of how like enthusiastic you were about it like and you remember that one time we were sitting at um what was that place uh was it Anyway, it was one of those breakfast spots, and now it, it was it was probably a Waffle House because um, a Waffle House <laughs> waffle is house. like the diner of America. <laughs> so, so, and, and remember, I, I was like having to say over and over again. We were repeating um, we, uh, that whole mantra that like we found a contaminated site. <laughs> uh, we found we located a site contaminated with hazardous materials. I plan to clean it up. <laughs> No, it was it was that we uh, identified the site that was hazardous uh, and posed a threat uh, to human health and yeah, and the environment. Yeah, yeah, it was like I've located a site that's contaminated with hazardous materials and poses a threat to human health and the environment. <laughs> I have a plan to clean it up. <laughs> so you know, I went forward with that. That was pretty hardcore. But you know what? The interesting thing about it is that once you push forward into uncovering something it seems to um actually not be that difficult it could be tedious and time consuming but that driving passion when you have to understand something and just to get through it it forces you not to you just don't feel like it's some like the tedium and it's that same thing well people everybody understands i don't have to explain this when you get excited about something like you just start running after it, and then the time goes by, and they're like, damn, I don't have enough time for this. That's a feeling that you get, that you're just so into it. 
So, so it turns out, so I found one article and it's from the times of India. And of course they're like, I, I, I think they're trying to smear. Cause I mean, look already, we can't find anything on her. Cause she clearly she's a woman of principle in, in education and she's a trailblazer and people hate that probably, especially by the India, way, unfortunately, hold on for a second, what, Chris, so, if, well, yeah, if, somebody's, if somebody's just joining right now, Chris and I were trying to talk, find out about this woman who the speaker who inspired him and he was just trying to find out some research about who she is or just get some more information so people could learn more about her and while i was off on that little tangent about um you know just uh learning something being inspired by chris so um and by the way chris also i did type in i manually punched in her uh her linkedin and yeah it's pretty bare so anyway you you, you found some people trying to smear her no, oh, yeah, you know, just them being them. So it looks like it's, you know, she took a moral stance against uh, some of the accusations that the bank was making and just decided to uh, resign from her position, which is great. I mean, she, you know, she doesn't need that job. She's, she's done what she's done. And uh, anywho, uh, let's see, but it does have some of her accomplishments here. But, you know, the beginning of the articles is them trying to be them and spinning whatever they can do to, you know, we all know how false, false media machine works and some of the cultural differences. I mean, I don't know if uh, people understand the way India works and everybody does. Everybody is willing to take the time to invest in time of reading the actual history of, of different, you know, nation states and all these other things and nations and just. Anywho, I mean, I, that, but that well, I shouldn't say anywho because that's I mean that's the point of I guess this whole entire savage gentleman speakeasy is the encouragement of learning this knowledge, gaining the wisdom of the history to be able to speak on things, you know. I mean, and and to have a passion about it. So I actually apologize for blowing that off. I I feel like it maybe it's a habit that I have uh, developed due to the current state of society is that sometimes. Uh, when you go to elaborate, you feel like you're getting very big brainy and you don't want to, uh, turn, uh, turn off people because that's now become like the, the way that, that the interaction happens, uh, socially, uh, organically when, when intelligence is reflected or shown in a conversation around people, uh, who don't maybe have insight instead of asking questions, they become uncomfortable and just kind of shut down and then, Sure. Uh, yeah, uh, but let, let's get back to here. So, Doctor uh, Sarah Sarah Savant, uh, dude, I'm. This, so um, you, see, you can call her. You can just call her Shree. Trust me, it's okay. I know Shree. several Shrees. Yeah, and and <laughs> okay, they say, okay. and and that's actually the the last name. It's the family name. So, uh, um, and you can just shorten it to Shree. So, yeah. Doctor Shree. Has been on the board of the company since. Okay, blah 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 blah. Uh, she has held senior research and facility <laughs> positions in the leading U.S. universities: the University of California at Berkeley, the United States in Washington D.C., Harvard University, the Northeastern University, and Tufts University in Boston for many years. She possesses a doctorate in technology assessment and has offered the position. Uh, and has been offered the position of scientific advisor to the Indian government during um, uh, uh, Mrs. In- Indira Gandhi. Uh, Indira uh, in, uh, in, yeah, Gandhi. 
Are you reading this? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did tell you where it was. Yeah, yeah. Thank well, you, no, sir. I just know who that woman's name is. It's either Indra oh, really? or in, Indira Gandhi. Yeah, I just know who she is. Just by name, not not, not personally. Correct. Yeah, Indira, because she's, she's, she's a priest of prime minister. So uh, thank you, Unique Liberium, for... See, that, see that, that's, that's that's what this whole thing is about, is like encouragement and growth. See how I mean, I stumbled there, and he, he had the, 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 the ability to come in here and, and correct me, and I, I just took it. Like, okay, cool. Great. You know, thank you, sir. And we are carrying on. That's the way that things should be handled in society and with other gentlemen. Don't don't get all caught up in somebody correcting you or sharing wisdom. Um, <clears throat> uh, so she, she yeah, the, the prime minister, which uh, she did not accept. Let's see. Is that really literally the end of the article? Oh, wow. That's that's it. I thought it was just maybe a bunch of. You know how they put uh, these other links on the website, yeah. and you just got to scroll past them, and then, wow. Now, uh, so yeah, I guess that's. Now, where is the um, the, uh, the the additional information that I found last night that I was telling you today uh, at Starbucks uh-huh. is yeah. on uh, her daughter's show on the episode. It had it had okay. listed some of her mother's accomplishments, but okay. of course I can't click out of it. Maybe you can click out because I'm in. I'm in here. <laughs> um, um, I, well, you know, I've got several devices you saw today. I'm like juggling stuff. Let me, um, uh, yes, let me, yes. let me, um, I'm going to also put her LinkedIn link in the comments here just so people can see. I mean, this is a, it's really interesting to see how things, um, are <laughs> set up that way sometimes. Um, you know what this kind of reminds me of? I know it's not the same thing, but I also like to geek out sometimes, as you know. But I don't know if, if if anybody has ever heard of the the Queen Hatshepsut. Um, anyway, long story short, there was a, a Queen Hatshepsut who took the role of what would be a pharaoh. And um, as soon as she died, basically, they went around and basically erased her name from all of the, the from history by literally sanding it away and removing it from stone. So nobody knew that there was this so that's how the story goes that's the legend i don't know how much of that is true but that seems to be something that happens to women a lot uh especially you know i mean and you have it like there's there's several stories in physics you know talking about marie curie and several other women uh, i believe a couple of them are from france who were really um uh found the the foundation the they were really integral or the principal actual uh, researchers who came up with uh, Nobel Prize worthy, if that means anything to everyone, Nobel Prize worthy uh, achievements, but that they weren't given credit for until many years later when it was discovered that someone else, particularly male, took, took credit for it. It's, it's kind of crazy. That's, that's hard to hear sometimes, man, to just think that, you know, somebody will take credit for something like that just because somebody's a a woman. I don't know. That's kind of weird. I don't know, but but you never know what's going on back then in people's minds. You know, no excuse for anything weird, but it's like maybe, you know, a man took credit for it because it was even in protection of what might happen to the woman, how people would treat her if she got that kind of attention or what they would say about her or who who knows because, you know, people were very strange, are very strange all the time. So, um, but that's why uh, we also go in and uh, and we occupy public spaces because we also love people. So, um, yeah, I put her the link to her LinkedIn there. Chris, if you can, 
either send it to me or you put the link in the uh, in the chats here just so people can see you know different ways to find out more about her. It would be interesting to to do some research. And you, if you said her daughter was on here talking about her mom, right? Is that how you first heard about her? Yes, correct. Correct. Yeah, I should. And thank you for reminding me that I should put her LinkedIn in here because that's exactly what we need to do. Uh, we're here to create awareness. Um, and it's just great because, I mean, these are the things that we need to help foster better men because there's just this weird uh, paradox that's going on, you know, this weird, like, convergent point in time and it's kind of scary you know like we got all these men who want women to raise them and to pay all the bills and uh using the current social economics of just society in general to almost oppress them from you know receiving an education or being able to uh, uh you know just create things in general that may bring them happiness because that's what we're supposed to do right you know through some kind of labor to create something that there brings us joy. Um, that's what we're supposed to be doing as men as well. You know, women do it in a different way. They always, you know, we're doing some sort of crafts inside the home. Maybe they knitted or, or sewed or did, um, uh, uh, is it called stitching? I don't, not, not a regular stitching. I mean, yes, we all know. What um, you mean like cro- crocheting uh, or something like that? No, it's not crocheting. Like it's uh it's art. So like, so you would, you would have a pattern, and you know, you would just do regular kind of, you know, uh, one loop stitches, but it used different colors to create an image, uh, you know, and it would give you the pattern to use. And, uh, you know, right. it's, it's, it's still, it, it, it is still like sound like some crochet. Well, there's knitting and crocheting is, oh, a, yeah, like, sorry, I guess, a subclass correct. of, I guess, a subclass or a subcategory of knitting. I don't know. I'm not a knitting expert, but my mother yeah, did no, teach me. It would me, be more around crocheting. Correct. Yeah, my mom did teach me a little bit of crocheting. We used to knit hats and caps and like basic quilts and stuff like that you know like real basic coverings just you know one dimensional it's a good time have you ever done that chris actually i have yeah i mean you know i i I have a a good background and uh and just kind of being a punker i love it um and to be punk rock, you gotta be able to put clothes together and do leather work and stud things and really, is that what it's about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it's all about, bro. <laughs> you know, I'm here to put on this those seventy-seven spikes. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, shout out to uh, like studsandspikes.com. <clears throat> um, so. What? <laughs> Yeah, it's probably still active. I guarantee you it is. Do you wait? Is that actually a website? Yeah, yeah, legitimately, absolutely. They got some, they got some of the best stuff. Don't, they used to have some of the be, best listen, stuff. Listen, man, I'm trying um, to be as capitalist as possible. Don't be uh, spreading out uh, people's it's commerce. The, no, it's we already there. Keep, we got to hoard it all for ourselves. I, <laughs> I had a really impressive butt flap. Um, you know, I used different <laughs> patterns. So, so the base material was was denim. Of course, and then over yeah. that, I had put on different patches, and so, but I layered it up. So, so before I put the patches on, I took other pieces of fabric, like checkered board or leopard print, or you know whatever, to kind of create like sections. And I just, I shouldn't say I made random shapes. There was still some kind of uh, 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 cohesion with it all. And then yeah. I, uh, you know, 
put on some patches and I'd sewed in a bottle cap and put a, you know, maybe a little uh, pin there and pin there and here and put some spikes on and not so I should say uh, some studs, the taller, the taller studs, uh, not the pyramids. And uh, yeah, wore I've never wore grinders boots, you know, like pretty much knee high grinders boots. Like I've uh, never used much those, better than, than those Doc pyramids, Martins because Doc Martens in that point in time had sold out the China. So they're, they, had, they were made in England. So their quality went very down. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on. That were, <clears throat> what's, what's everybody's hate, hate for China, man? Like what are you? So are you telling me that you like subjectively or objectively, like somehow you experienced the quality of boots getting worse when, a, when Doc Martens moved their manufacturing to china is that what you're telling me dude because i don't know man. my experience in china was like super high quality stuff when the manufacturing of the boot left england and the whole production of it went to china the quality immensely dropped your soles would peel in six months it felt like you're walking on concrete, <laughs> not air. <laughs> you know, it was just, it was a nightmare because, you know, the stitching, I was just. And I'd then, like to and hear now, from and now other people about this like later. Because um, look, when we went LARPing, remember the boots I was wearing? Those are grinders. Remember how the soles separated, the rear sole on that, I believe, with my left boot? Um, By the way, people, LARPing that, is not some kind of weird fishing activity. <laughs> <laughs> fishing. Uh, I mean, I like, like it's, a, fish, it's, a, it's a live action role playing where we basically dress up like fucking Vikings like and knights. African warriors. Knights of, the road. knights of all yeah, knights of all kinds <laughs> and just whip uh, each other with weapons. <clears throat> all right. I I prefer to be a rogue. I prefer to be a rogue, honestly. <clears throat> that's just but that's that's just me. Um but yeah, so you know, and grinders. So so then I guess clearly grinders has gone downhill too. And you know, uh, they were the last. I just realized that I, the last that time I purchased a boot from them was almost like ten years ago, and uh, they were very well made too. And just, I mean, hey, look, it's it, it's a it's it's a punker thing, right? Like you got to have a good pair of trusty combat boots. Uh, stop or, saying, or, or sh- stop saying grinders! Kickers. I can't stop right. <laughs> Well, dude, that's the name of the brand, and and they're I they're. Uh, their logo, their icon is like a bulldog with a, you know, a British bulldog with a combat boot in his mouth. Like, oh, man, like yeah, man, it's, it's, they're fantastic, but clearly they're not fantastic because now their, their quality of boots have also Whoa. gone down. Hold on. Uh, Illumio says, uh, um, down here in the Caribbean, Chinese products are known for their cheapness. So Illumio agrees with you on that. Um, you know, uh, but what part of the Caribbean? I have a friend. Her uh, she is actually. I just wanted I to thank you for actually chiming in and doing that because if it does not update on, it's not let. It's not necessarily updating here, and I'll put that in. Uh, oh no, no, no! You know what you need to do? Can you see the little uh, the head icon? It looks like a little freaking head above where yeah, it says yeah, speakers, yeah. and then next to it, there's a little um, one that looks like two chat bubbles. Yeah, I've still yeah I've still done that, and the last time it says you spoke was. Um, like thirty-one minutes ago. Remember, we got to go. Now you got to scroll, man. Scroll up. But anyway, um, 
Yeah, man. But when I was in, okay, so I have a friend. I met her in China, and she's originally well, she's from. She was born in Jamaica, Illumio,、um, but she is Chinese ethnically. So her parents are from China, but they moved to Jamaica. She was born in Jamaica, and then finally went back to China like six years ago. That's where I met her in Eastern China in Hangzhou,、um, and、uh, that was recently. And so she, so I'm asking what part of the Caribbean you're from. She's from Jamaica, and but and also. Again, when I was there, and I still have a whole bunch of gear that I've had for years now,、um, that's still really good quality. So I don't know if they're shipping different stuff out there. I don't know. <clears throat>、uh, island of is that is it pronounced Curaçao? Curaçao. Você você. Hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Elumia, você fala português? Coração. Que língua? Português? I don't know. So it's definitely stitching, not knitting.、Uh, so I, I, I was right. I, stitching. I was... Yeah, just googled it. Yeah, I mean, just just stitching patterns instead of just like、okay. you know, just stitching clothes or making a doubled stitch or you know, whatever different patterns are、uh, for what use is applied for.、Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, I, I I love I love leather work. I think that arts and crafts of that sort、um, is should be encouraged. I mean, arts and crafts of any sort, right? Like just to get you busy, learning a new skill. You know, you're. You're reading it. You're practicing it. You're you're just building these different、uh, abilities.、So. And I really just want to construct, like for real. I want to have the most functional、uh, wardrobe that is as super villain looking as possible. I need to the closest. I'm, I'm all about it. The best of like super villain with the highest function possible. That's what I'm talking about. Because they always have the best, best wardrobe. Like, forget about you know what they、right. what they were doing. I because I mean at some level they're a savage gentleman, and and my、yeah. ex couldn't understand it. Like she was like,、uh, Chris, you understand that you're just a manager at GameStop, right? Like you don't have to wear <laughs> a black like, like you, you don't have to wear a black button up with a tie and black slacks and black shoes and be looking like you know like you're a manager. I'm like, yeah, I know, but it's just me. You know,、yeah. like, I'm the man in black. She was like, "What?" And it's like, "Yeah, I mean, like, you know, Johnny Cash, man in black." Like, I mean, she, I mean, yeah, she gets it. She doesn't get it, but like, it's just being super villain. Like, you're being there. You're in that position. You should you should take it serious. Or no matter what it is, you know, show up appropriate. Show up like、yeah. a super villain, ready to get business done. You know,、For、I'm、real. not saying we're not here to idolize super villains. We're not like, oh, go be the Joker. But there are things that you can take from. Many different characters and and people and and、uh, autobiographies and just real actual idols、uh, out there and take things and you know bring them into the lab and break them down and etc. But、uh, yeah, we're not. It's <laughs> you know we're definitely not one of those one of those spaces. So yeah.、Uh, Illum Illumio says uh,、um, 
A cousin told me that Portuguese is easy to, to pick up if you speak our local language. It's cool. Many of the most successful people on earth have some kind of a signature look. He's saying about uh, you, your signature look. Um, yeah, and Illumi, also the languages, like in China, there are many different dialects. So even though they may be different, a lot of them are easy to pick up because they're closely related. So yeah, man, he says it's cool. Many of the most successful people on earth have some kind of signature look, Chris. So, um, no, nah, man, I think that it's a great thing too. Uh, but um, especially it, it, if, that's, it, if that's how you feel. Yeah, I, th I think I think it's really important to to continue to have that duality through life. Like I think a lot of people say, oh, you know, being emo is a phase. You know, this and that, and you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a phase. That's uh, one of the first things I learned when I returned home from OEF, you know, uh, the first real doctor I had, which I, I shout out to him, Dr. Reiner, um, or, or yeah, Ryan, Reiner. Um, he himself uh, was an army guy, but he, you know, did the officer route and then got out. He saw the machine and uh, decided to go work for the VA. And um, he said, hey, you know, nobody knows that I'm a doctor. And they would never be able to tell because I walk around in board shorts with a backwards hat. And, you know, probably a tank top on because I love volleyball and I talk like I'm a surfer, you know, mm. but here I am, like I have, you know, a PhD and I'm, I'm speaking to you <laughs> and I work with, you know, directly returning combat. That's like the people that were living in this facility in Richmond, Virginia at the McGuire Veterans Hospital uh, were, were returning, you know, double dogs and Marine Corps veterans, uh, shouldn't be veterans, they were active duty, you know, and they were wearing halos. You know, some of these guys went through some serious, serious things and experienced some real trauma. Uh, and those are the guys that he was treating. And uh, I had spoken to him how, you know, this is back in 2012, 2013, how mm -hmm. I, I, I wanted to change my style from being so much of a punker to being, you know, that more well-dressed man. And it's not because I, uh, I didn't already have it in me. I listened to a lot of uh, swing music. I have yeah. some pictures back of me back in, uh, man, it was like, I don't know, probably eighth grade dance or whatever. And I, I I'm wearing a zoot suit, you know, so I've already <laughs> always, I've already, I've already, uh, I've been invested in, I believe in being well-dressed and being a gentleman and being presentable, mm -hmm. you know, but uh, you really you have can, the whole punk rock flair, man. Cause you're really into, uh, the punk scene, man. Right. Like even earlier when you were speaking, uh, you had at least that musical musical element in common with uh, the author um, on uh, Sarah's show. Um, uh, yeah, with Ed. Yeah, man. Ed, Ed Lynn. Yeah, Ed Lynn. Mm -hmm. um, he was. What were some of the bands he was talking about, man? I see you guys had that in common. I don't know some of them, and and like I said on when when I called in, I I'm not really that big a fan of punk as much as you guys. I don't even know some of the bands she was saying. Um, but what were some of the ones you guys were talking about that, like, uh, that you felt were, were pretty important, like pretty cool bands that you came up with? Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's some that he spoke on them that I, I know of. Um, and I really wish you would have touched more on, more on it. And I was kind of trying to spark that a little bit, you know, maybe I could have, you know, should have spoke more, but, um, you know, I also want to respect, what she was doing. She's got a very, you know, a very well, uh, 
renowned speaker, a well-placed speaker. You know, he's a practitioner. He's got knowledge and experience and I didn't want to, uh, uh nah, take man, up you too much, cool. you know, space, you know what I'm saying? So I just kind of said what I said, but, um, yeah, I know, you know, uh, Fugazi and Operation Ivy and, you know, of course, Green Day. And so what I was speaking on, there's this, there's this gentleman, Skip Gardner, and like he has a recorded video of like a setup camera that he set up there in California, I believe when he was in the Navy early, you know, or mid seventies, um, or late, maybe it was late seventies, early eighties. I'd have to ask him because Billy Joel from Green Day is in the crowd. He's a kid. He's not even in Green Day yet. You know, hmm. he's being pushed around because he's a small dude and you can see him bobbing around in the very front row and, you know, uh, Operation Ivy's jamming out and, uh, yeah, dude, and Skip, Skip did it all. He, he recorded it. He would, uh, he, he's told me stories. How I used to tape a microphone to his head and then he would have a legitimate, like, good recorder in a backpack or like on his hip or whatever. And he would t- have buddies and stuff like tape, duct tape a microphone to his head. And then he would be still in the crowd doing his thing or be up front and like, you know, yeah, just letting it record. Um, you know, he didn't just hang back and like, Oh, sorry guys. I got a, I got a, you know, <laughs> uh, very, I mean, and he'll, he'll never, if you spoke to him, he'll talk about it, but he is it's not out there. Me wouldn't look on his Facebook. He'd be like, there's no way this, guy. you know, there's no way. Uh, but the, the, like Ed was saying, the, the real signature sign off that they, to, to kind of submit Skip Gardner's infamy in the punk scene and importance and probably, uh, help to it becoming what it became with at least the audio side. And just, you know, who knows, who knows the depth of the impact of, of Skip Gardner uh, on the punk scene, but yeah. uh, it, minor threat. It wrote a song called uh, stepping stone. So we get the actual correct. Uh, right. Minor. These are Cause, all Because maybe, you know, I'm not your stepping stone because that's the actual chorus, but I believe the title of the song is just Stepping Stone. Yeah. These are all bands yeah, that it is, some right, of them I've so. heard their names, but that I wouldn't be able to hum a tune of theirs if you asked me to, you know? Right. Like one of those so things. St- so in Stepping Stones, they, they sign off to them, you know, they say, uh, you know, we love you, Skip. Um,. And that's 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 the skip that they're they're talking to, um, and it's just it's, I mean it's one of the odds of that you know I was already a punker I, I I lived in Florida at the time I moved to a small rural town in Virginia, you know down the street there is, you know like a kid my age, and. Um, this van comes driving by and they got like flogging Molly stickers on the back and a few other like, you know, uh, punk and rock band and Celtic, you know, bands and rockabilly band stickers on there. I think they might've had a, uh, I think he had like a, it was either operation Ivy or, 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 or the horror pops sticker on his van as well. <laughs> and, um, you know, so I thought that was just really cool, intriguing, right? Like, you know, I, I just moved <clears throat> from Florida where it's like yeah. its own country practically. I mean, every, you know, Florida man, you know, it's a whole thing. And especially back then, like the punk scene was still so, 
it's probably still a well live there now, but it, uh, it, back then, boy, it was crazy, man. Mm. St. Pete Theater, you know, uh, uh, lower class brats played there. Uh, uh, Clip 45, the virus. So many bands came through St. Pete Theater. Small, violent, damp, dark place. Fantastic. People would pick <laughs> each other up and then punch you in the face and pick, you know, like it was, it was fantastic. You couldn't ask for more. Um, so, <laughs> Uh, but and then I came I came here, you know, and it's a very, very rural agricultural county. The claim to fame uh, then the banners were literally lining the streets when I when I moved to this county. It's called Isle of Wight County. Um, and the banner said uh, the biggest ham biscuit in the world, you know, Guinness Books of World Records, biggest ham biscuit because um, there is a ham factory there in Isle of Wight called Smithfield Foods, uh, which is the primary food source for other subsidies like Gwaltney Foods. So if you've ever eaten some Gwaltney hot dogs, that's that's where all that stuff comes from. Um, but yeah, so just, I mean, it was just very... You know, I guess that's the universe, right? You know, I mean, here here was this guy who's very influential in the punk scene in, in that time, and and uh, was doing a lot of things with a lot of a lot of different people in the punk scene there in California and in DC, and and directly with them. Um, and then he, here he is in this rural town with you know he's got a kid and, and, and a wife and and Ian his son great kid my, my age and we just kind of connected and then he, he started taking me to concerts here in Virginia to a, uh, a venue called the Norva it's actually a little famous here in, in, in the Virginia Beach Norfolk area or what people call it Hampton Roads even better known as the Seven Cities um, so yeah it's it's just it's not, it was incredible skip and just uh, it was his birthday today he turned 54 Oh yeah, that's right. You were, you did mention mm-hmm. that earlier. And the, and the scene cool. here is dead. Uh, the, I, when I moved here, there was kind of a scene. It was very fragmented. People, you know, the crust punks didn't like the oi punks. The oi punks didn't like the street punks and the goth I kids. See, and you know, it was very. It, of, it didn't make any sense. Go ahead. That's a, lang- that's a language I don't speak, man. That's, <laughs> this whole this whole oi punks and the what punks. Uh, that's a that's another language. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's all, you know, music subgenres, right? But I guess that at that point, it came down to like style and lifestyle design. That's something that, you know, you there at Unique Delivery focus on and, and use as a template for what you provide uh, to the world and to, you know, other men and other women and just, you know, uh, with the brain by connection. Like, so, so, so by lifestyle design, I mean, like, like the crust kids. You know, or the train hoppers, like that's what they were like. That's what the crusties did. Like they like yeah. to go get on trains, and I say when I say get on trains, I mean like not like 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 passenger trains. I mean like cargo trains and stuff <laughs> like that. And they would just uh-huh. hop in the back, and they have their backpack with them and their cell phone and whatever else, and they just travel. They would just do their thing, and you know, where they maybe they live in a in a really rundown house, they're all squatting. I mean, squatters' rights, right? Like it's a total thing in America. Um, I mean, there were still house destruction parties back then. Um, skinny Records used to put on great house parties 
here in the Norfolk area. Uh, God bless Bucky's and God bless his, you know, his soul. God bless his soul. He, he recently uh, passed away. Uh, Bucky was really influential in the punk scene here. Um, okay. He, I don't know if he started Skinny's Records. I've never asked him that, but I know he owned it. Um, you know, for many years, and uh, where where was Skinny's records? Where was that? Uh, Skinny's is in Norfolk. Let's see. Um, and but you have you be, have you been there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, years ago, because uh, there was this like awesome cafe down there in Norfolk too, back in the day, and you could like just actually listen to records and drink tea and coffee and play chess, and we had this very open concept. Uh, lounge up, upstairs, like like you know, kind of what you would see in in East Asia, you know, where you walk into the storefront and then it has this like the uh, stairs on either side of the walls to first for the support, and you just went straight up to a different platform and they had some railing and um, you know there's uh, another stage up there, another room up there or platform, I should say, whatever you know, you know, to uh, listen to records and kind of hang out and. Uh, Almost a place where, like, I guess there could have been a movement, you know? There was kind of a, you know, uh, uh, bombs for food. I mean, bombs, you know, bombs not food uh, uh, movements <laughs> you know, going on. Can you imagine <laughs> yeah. that? Woo! Right? Yeah, I mean, that's America, right? I mean, that's, it's, that's why they're saying bombs, you know, uh, uh, not food. You know, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm losing myself. Bombs for food. No, that's, that's funny, though. Like, imagine... Um, that would be so crazy, man. Hey, but, you know, I wonder why it is I've heard about so many of those bands and things like that, but never really got into them. Like, I think I feel like the scenes are so adjacent, and I'm not a snob as far as music goes. Like, I don't... It really is make, uh, Food uh, Not oh, Bombs, Norfolk. Okay. But I don't make really a lot of those genre distinctions, but I still don't, you know, um, like, I never really got into into punk. Is it is it really that different from like the heavy metal and extreme metal that I, I listen to? I think so. It's just it's such a different thing. A lot of it. I would say some of the subgenres are really weird, but I mean, and 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 its actual related relation to metal, it's like it's always got the same uh, tempo, right, or the same kind of uh drum uh kind of that driving energy like 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 support you know like like there's always that uh the words are escaping me it's like well i just call it like a driving driving energy pickups you know and like all ska music kind of has all punk music has you know it's like it's it's always got its uh its rhythm you know like every kind of all punk music almost sounds the same. Almost all metal music sounds the same. Like well, there's genres. a stylistic. Um, there's a certain ones that have a stylistic yeah, thing that yeah, you I'm can hear. To find, yeah, the word is escaping me. It's um tempo. Why? Why couldn't okay. I? Just, or, I mean, I, I, I know it's more in tempo and rhythm, but you know, it's uh, structure. Like you know, there's the, the the structure of the, the format of the way way the music is. You know, like that that little box that is created for for a genre, right? For you to be able to write around, to be able to create to create the songs. You know, like everybody oh, well, knows that kind of. Well, you know, that you're more thinking rhythm. of. Um, well, you're more thinking of yeah. There's, you're more thinking of um, yeah, uh, tempo and rhythms, like specific tempos and rhythms. You know, like how if you get a keyboard, um, like I like dude, just people 
to have no idea how powerful this is. I bought a keyboard in the year 2000 that still works, like the internal battery and the thing still works. And um, it has a six track sequencer that I used to program drums on like way back in, two, like it was 99 or 2000, somewhere around there when I got it. But anyway, um, in a keyboard, you'll see like you have different drum patterns. So there's another term you could use. It's either a pattern um, and a rhythm a specific rhythm or and at a, at a specific tempo because the tempo is this like would be considered kind of like the speed so the something very specific patterns you could choose would be like bossa nova or very classical things like that you know so you could have bossa nova reggae rock right so and keyboards all the time would then have you know as as different genres got added or whatever or the processing power of the keyboards you know they started adding hundreds and hundreds of different types of patterns so like there are very specific patterns um so that's what what would be more specific that you're talking about and so each genre has a very spe specific pattern that you can you can write the music around that's very recognizable um but there are some genres that really actually or some bands at least just don't like if you listen to the um the patterns that the band corn uses and the way that they use them it's really uh, a very interesting way they put it together. It's sim simple, um, but it's it's fascinating how genres can take on that that form so that you hear it and you just know country. That's a country pattern, you know, country pattern and rhythm. And then you know, and then they all, and then yes, and they usually do circulate around a very specific tempo um, that they that they have a range. You know, so some of them won't go beyond the range of like. You know, 115 to 125. They'll stay around. They're usually around 120 or something like that. So, um, but I don't know the metal pattern. There's something about it that uh, is a little bit different. But they do share a lot of things. Um, but it, I think one of them is that uh, that sort of you know one one of the alternative cultures of people, which you know. It's cool, I, I suppose. I just let's uh, let's 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 turn this to speaking on the strength and unity that the music brings, that punk music brings, that metal yeah, we... brings, that positive metal brings, that how they were, you know, a lot of these things what they're speaking on through the lyrics. Yeah, you, uh, that that's good. Um, I don't know what's going on with you. Are you like taking a shower? Because um, there was a lot of noise in the, in the background. <laughs> Um, yeah, a lot of those lyrics were were pretty inspiring. I mean, when I just when I go back, uh, I got a lot of my information about um, about global politics that I had no idea about things that were going on, but that really shocked me um, from lyrics of bands like specifically this one band Sepultura from Brazil. You know, they they would have the most incredible most powerful like per just punching music that was really groovy but and then the lyrics you know i remember um at the end of the song called chaos ad he says chaos ad disorders unleashed starting to burn starting to lynch silence means death stand on your feet inner fear your worst enemy refuse 
resist. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, this is the, well, actually the song is not called Chaos AD. That's the name of the album. The song is called Refuse, Resist on the album Chaos AD. And so you start to see things like this. And then a lot of people that have listened to this, this band Fear Factory, they had this, this um, song that if you didn't know what you were listening to, it was a, it was an animal rights activism song. And, um, and it's just like, he's just, he's like, he's like, uh, he's like something, when animals, they cry, animals that die. I forget the name of the lyric. It'll come to me in a second because the song's on loop somewhere in my brain. But, you know, they just, the, the main other thing is they created a lot of awareness in these really hairy, uh, heavy, hairy, <laughs> maybe in these really hairy and heavy, um, uh, compositions, there were these lyrics that were very thought provoking. They, they made you think, you know, it was, it was interesting because the things they were saying when you looked them up turned out to be true. And then you, you just, you just think to yourself as a, as a, a youth, you know, somebody's a, you know, just imagine finding out this stuff uh, being like, you know, 15 or 16 years old and, you know, you, you read a bunch and a lot of it, you know, but, but then you're starting to think, wait a minute, this, I thought this was stuff that only happened in, in comic books and movies. I mean, this stuff is really going on in the world, you know, like, um, again, going back to, to Sepultura, they had a song called biotech is Godzilla. And the, the very last line of the song says, biotech is AIDS. Stop, you know, and whether or not that has any merit to it, whether or not like AIDS is a genetically engineered, uh, you know, biological weapon, it, it doesn't matter. It's just the fact that they would even, you know, that they would think that it's true and then be so passionate making such amazing music around it. Um, uh, because so much of what they do is so well thought out. And um, that's one of the things that attracted me to music like that is that it, it was very aggressive, which was in line with how I felt. I felt aggression and I didn't know why exactly. And this gave me a way to, to say with things like that, like animal rights and, um, and things about protecting the environment and protecting human health. And, and then I started to think, oh, that's what may be why I'm feeling angry. And this is one of the a big points that um, I, I personally have extrapolated. This is my sort of my thesis about a lot of heavy metal that shares the same characteristics of bands like Sepultura and some of that earlier Fear Factory and even spinoff bands from Fear Factory like Brujeria, um, where, you know, they had songs like they were talking about Peter Wilson, you know, Peter Wilson, right. And they're screaming about this stuff. And, you know, he, you know, he was, a, you know, in office in California and it's like, you don't know about this. And then you look it up and then you think, man, this guy was a son of a, and these guys really know, or just like, <laughs> you know, some of the, the things that are so extreme, it's comical. Like they have a song called Matando Hueros, Viva La Raza, right. And, you know, Hueros, um, you know, is this, this derogatory term for, you know, Caucasian people. And, uh, but the whole song is just, it's just so extremely like, wow. But, but it also 
points you to the fact that there are people who are so frustrated that they do think like that at least and it becomes expressed in art and at least that's what people are doing at least people are expressing it in art the way they feel and even though their art may be imitating life um like maybe some of the stuff that they say sometimes that's the only outlet they know like some people don't know that there's other ways to be other than violent but i mean you know who am i to speak i chose you know martial arts as my path for life so about violence i don't know it's such a strange thing is i don't really like to fight but but doing it in a controlled setting is fun but there there used to there used to come points when there weren't any controlled settings to be in where doing it outside of those was or at least at the time felt like the only way to 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 do it which is interesting thinking about that now um but yeah there's a lot of really great lyrics are there any lyrics chris for you that um that really stick out as powerful or driving. And even while I'm saying that, I'm thinking of the band uh, Hatebreed, um, where they have these really powerful songs that are really uplifting and just saying things like, you know, I know it's hard, basically, but, you know, be a man, so to speak, right? Toxic masculinity, right? <laughs> Somebody's going to say, right? But they're like, you know, basically, stand up and be a man and take it and just move forward. And it's not just for, you know, be a man, it's for everybody. But they're just basically saying, yeah, life is tough. And that's the way it's going to be. And we know sometimes you feel like checking out, but fucking dude, just stick in it for a little bit longer and you'll make it through. And if you feel like you get on the mic, that's great. You know? <laughs> like uh, that, that kind of stuff is, is very much needed. Um, I think for uh, uh, certain people like myself who have an ear for that specific type of aesthetic. So I agree. And I, th- I really think I'm, that that is a, that is why I <clears throat> kind of wanted to segue into this because I think that's a real good form of growth and progression for all men and all people in general. You know, is that music can can be you know, such an empowering thing that transcends so many different levels and so many different things that you're going through um, to to kind of help you push through. And uh, whether you're listening to lo-fi when you're studying or you're listening to hate breed when you're in the gym, you know. Um, we, we create these neural memories that are tied to music, you know, and that's just, we do it with so many things, right? Um, just one example, and I promise I'll circle right back to the music. So when I was going through a really rough time, uh, I was going through a breakup after a five-year uh, relationship and engagement with um, a woman that the world's Babylonian standards thought I was much more... Uh, you know, above her, I was out of her league due to my looks or, you know, my, 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 my bank account or my status to what the, the outside universe, I uh, just a universe, I'm sorry, the outside, you know, perception of me and the way she looked, but she was very knowledgeable. She was a great, uh, she was a great woman. She just kind of had a bad family and unfortunately listened to them. Um, and now she doesn't have the greatest life and that's unfortunate. Uh, but she was very knowledgeable. I mean, like super smart, man. Uh, wasn't the greatest socially. Sometimes you know, her, her intelligence could get in the way. An example, we were watching, uh, Van Helsing with, uh, I believe it's like Russell Crowe. Uh, you correct me if I'm wrong in equilibrium, but, or maybe it's Hugh Jackman. I believe it's Hugh Jackman. Um, but anyway, so the newer Van Helsing and, you know, he's, he's shooting. Um, yeah. Yeah, he did. I, I believe he was in at least some version of Van Helsing, but I'm not sure. I didn't 
really take interest in it. Okay, yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, so, you know, he's shooting his crossbow, and we all know that crossbows use bolts, not arrows. And my buddy's girlfriend, uh, my buddy Jamie, his girlfriend, uh, you know, said, oh, she's shooting the arrows. And <laughs> uh, my ex turned over and kind of had this look on her face and very unpolitely, um, at least, you know, her, you know, and her inflection in her voice was like, oh, they're bolts. You know, and it's like, God damn, woman. Like, that's why I can't take you nowhere. Because <laughs> um, uh, you could have been like, oh, yeah, you know, they're they're, they're actually called bolts. Like, you've just been very actually soft about it like a woman should be and encouraging and, and want to share that knowledge. You could have been very uh, warm about it and inviting, and especially uh, with your – he wasn't just my buddy. I mean, he, he was a long-term friend. You know, this was an established uh, relationship prior – to me meeting her and this is his long-term girlfriend. Um, you know, so there's, there's always got to be that level of respect and warmth that she'd be there anyways. It's a common courtesy thing. Um, and that's, that's, that's what comes from another, like another, I think attribute that we should put in the box for real Queens, you know? Right. Um, anyway, so, well, yeah, I mean, if you're making a list and checking it twice and yeah, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, well, there's got to be a, just a, a bare minimum. It's one of the, one of the things my uh, Dr. Reiner uh, taught me or told me all those years ago. He said approaching anything for anybody, it doesn't matter what you what your sex is, your identity, what what the relationship is, whether it's a friend, whether it's intimate. There must be five things that you need, five things that you can kind of, you know, bend the rules on. You got a little wiggle room and five things you will not stand for, you know? Hmm. Um, and those okay. are your own personal boundaries. And of course they may change because there are dynamics of different things. You're not going to have the same 15 rules you would with a male counterpart than you would with a female counterpart because you were seeking different things from them, you know, or whatever it may be, or the engagement, you know, if you're just, it's all right. This person is just in a, a friend in our associate category, you know, so there may be even be less things on that list because like, you know, uh, that's uh that's an entry level thing, right? Like if you don't make it past, you know, the first three things as an associate or whatever, then you never make it to the friend list where there's 10 <laughs> things. You never make it to the point where there's 15 things, you know, like, okay, cool. You're a decent person. I can have you around and be in my life. You, you bring substance to my life and I bring substance no, no, no. to your life. I didn't know there was, you know, this is a lot of, this is putting a lot of thought into it, huh? That's great. I mean, well, I mean, it's the way it works, right? Like you don't just let a bunch of people who have no wisdom and no experience give you advice and you take that advice and go ruin your own life with it. You know, oh, like yeah. you've really got to take a little. Not everybody knows and, that. Not everybody knows that. Every, there's some people who, who don't know. Dude, I don't know. You know how many things that when I find out, I'm just like, holy shit. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know anything. And, and and but yet I'm so fascinated by so many things. And so I talk about them and I share them and. Um, but I'm just astounded at how much so I just, I'm just learning all the time and but but at the same time that's what the point I'm making is that mm-hmm. what I do and how I study and research so I'm glad that I do to be able to share it with other people to have that that drive to look for stuff that I have the that storehouse to be able to share with others 
I, I agree, and that and 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 if you have a uh, a good woman in your life and that feminine energy, she should be encouraging that as well all the time. Um, so hate breed. Here we go. So as you were speaking before earlier, which I appreciate you sharing, um, I was looking up some bands and some songs that particularly stuck out to me for what you're talking about. You know, the social economic situations of the time. Um, you know, the different empowerment of lyrics how you can learn and have your mind expanded and just the unity, the unifying power of music. I mean, it transcends all cultures and barriers. It has power. Let's not be unrealistic here. You know, it has gotten things done in the past. It is the lack of human effort and the infectious apathy that our people are so consumed with today that people are afraid to take to the streets to actual, you know, influence change in politics. They just want to type on their keyboards. Um, but I looked at Bouncing Souls, punk rock band, Died Kennedy's punk rock band, Pennywise, punk rock band, Hate Breed, um, you know, positive metal band, and then Drag the River, a folk band out of Colorado. So we'll go, we'll start with Hate Breed. Um, I bel- I think they're either out of Florida or out of Texas. I'm not sure. Um, uh, very, very early on in their early stages, they were definitely a skinhead band. But they probably still are. They were associated with white power and um, some of that stuff. Some of those subset groups, um, especially the Sharps, which were the more positive skinheads, definitely listened to um, Hate Breed. Uh, but definitely their lyrics are actually pretty empowering. I used to use them. I used to listen to them a lot growing up. One of my favorite bands, and I uh, am a Black American. I'm I'm definitely a Black American, uh, and I I would work out to them a lot. Um, I played a lot of Final Fantasy and worked out my room. Not gonna not gonna lie, you know I probably worked out too much, um, but it's okay. So the song title is "Healing to Suffer Again." It is on the Perseverance album, released in 2002. The art is a hate breed, and their lyrics are as follow. I will... <laughs> Sorry, let me, let me actually take a drink and read this instead of like... <laughs> yeah. I you, 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 you gotta switch over to like... I was like... Yeah. <laughs> like don't do it, right? Don't do it. Yeah. I was just like, man... I was like, what is he about to read? Uh, yeah, yeah, oh my right. god. <clears throat> Alright, here we go. No, um, hate breed though. People don't get it twisted. If you don't know what hate breed is, it's actually inspirational. So It is, um, it is. And and, and it's, it's hard for me because uh, I've listened to this for so many hundreds of hours when I was growing up. It was very I mean, I love them. Um because I mean I would just I have put up some weight to this music. Um to these <laughs> lyrics too. Um so it's hard for me in my brain to like not try to be like you know, like <laughs> I just try to sing it. Uh, so uh, um, I, uh, <laughs> I won't be chained to the earth. I feel cheated, so I cheat myself. I feel defeated, so I defeat myself. I drown my sorrows again and again. Push away and deny this misery. These feelings and instincts remain. I'm struggling to pull myself from the uh, from my grave. Let me be one with the infinite. Let me be one. Let me be one with the infinite. And if we, I mean, we all know what the infinite is, right? Like the master of the universe. 
Uh, that's that's the most quantifiable thing that we can all actually look to. Because uh, if anybody thinks that it, uh, the Master of the Universe is just a Christian god, that's silly because Buddhist monks don't ever leave the mountain, and you can't say that they're in hell. And okay. uh, so, so, according to according to Mattel, um, there are several masters of the universe. One of them is He-Man, and the other one is Skeletor. At least, so there's not. It's plural. Yeah, Skeletor be getting all the hoes. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! Come so on, fun. you know they don't. You know, you know, women really don't actually want He Man. Like, I mean, okay, all right, all right, maybe a real He Man, maybe a He Man of the '80s, but today's He Man, the fake He Man, which is the actual representation of fake men walking around with these projections uh, screens on the inside, where they're changing the slide all the time, and they don't even know who they are. You know, yeah, so, so right, maybe an old He-Man, they'd be like, ooh, give it to me. But now they want Skeletor because at least they know what you are. You know, you're not faking it, and you're a bad boy, but you, you got to be an educated bad boy. You got to be an educated savage gentleman, right? I mean, that's what it's about. You got to have knowledge uh, because that creates power, and power is ability. Power is not absolute. You know, whoever says that is crazy. We need more knowledge. You got to be humble enough to to ask questions and to say you don't know something when you don't know something. But uh, let's let's uh, let's get back into these lyrics here. Skeletor so, uh, does have some cool opus. Yes, lyrics, please. Um, <clears throat> so you know, let's be one. Uh, let, let me be one with the infinite. I won't be chained to the earth. I won't be chained to the earth. I won't be chained to the earth. <clears throat> Uh, and then, so we got the first course uh, again here. I feel I feel cheated, so I cheat myself. I feel defeated, so I defeat myself. Drowning my sorrows again and again. Uh, push away and deny this misery. Feeling these instincts, uh, these feelings and instincts remain. I'm struggling to pull myself from my grave. You know, we all have that personal grave or that personal hole that we're trying to dig ourselves out of, right? You know, there's the proverbial story. Um, cause you know, let's, let's encapsulate it as like the uncommon man the story goes initially, you know, it's for, for, uh, uh, usually it's applied to war fighters, uh, and people who are in combat arms and stuff, you know, uh, so you're down in the hole digging and people are up top saying, you know, that they're going to help you out, but they're kind of like kicking dirt down there and not, you know, here are they, you know, they give you a shovel and they pass by and kind of keep going. Right. You know, like. They're not really helping you. Maybe they're giving you some tools, but it's like, anywho. So we all have this, you know, our own proverbial grave. And even Kill Switch Engage says, like, sometimes, you, yes, you got to gotta hit the rock bottom and smash your fist against it to, like, actually know who you are and maybe remind yourself you've gone through worse. Who knows? You know, or maybe this is your transformation moment. And this is your rock bottom. Um, I, I hit that a year ago. I ruptured my, my Achilles tendon. Uh, my girl had just left me. I'm in the parking lot of a fucking weekly rental motel. You know, yeah, I got money in the bank, but I just moved across country and it was a storm of things because everything happens in threes. So, uh, you know, but then, you know, so so it, it goes on to say, um, you know, of course, I may be one of the infinite. Let me be one because that, that's the chorus. I won't be chained to this earth. Um, and then the actual lyrics that we get out of the song because we know how we were saying before the structure and format of most punk rock songs or uh or metal songs you know you got your good introduction you got your good breakdown you got your 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 nice little chorus usually you know some kind of chant um so this is the actual bulk of the lyrics it's only 
what, maybe 10 lines here. Um, <clears throat> so Jamie Josta, who is the lead singer of Hatebreed, goes on to say, uh, I just need the will to suppress the urge. I can't suppress the urge. I have built so many barriers. I'm healing to suffer again. Time has given me no remorse. I'm spiritually bankrupt. Didn't say I'm spiritually bankrupt. He just says, here, I will say verbatim. I apologize. Time has given me no remorse, spiritually bankrupt. Just give me the grace to oppose this sin. Haunted by the things I've done. This is guilt and shame, the price I pay. I hate myself for this weakness. I won't be chained to this earth. And uh, yeah, this is, uh, that's right up the same the same vein. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's stuff like this. And by the way, guys, I see you're all here in the room. Vlad, Isaac, Romeo is still here. North is still here. Derek, welcome to the room. Um, this is Colin. So, you know, you guys are welcome to Colin. Am I wrong, Chris? They can chime in anytime. If oh, they have absolutely. To say yeah, it's, uh, on it's, this it's, topic it's, already. Uh, it's part of the, um, I yeah, guess guys. the, the, you know, the, the rules here, the speakeasy, you know, I haven't really kind of <laughs> yeah. fleshed it out in the, uh, in the actual show, uh, bylaws here, but, um, yeah, I think as a savage gentleman, you should be confident enough that anybody from any walk of life, female, non-female, uh, you know, I think you can identify as a tree. I don't care if you're a clam, you got something to say. It's cool, man. Like, uh, well, these know, guys express, I all know, you know are, are, um, are all on it. Oh yeah, I was just just, <laughs> just putting it out there for for future yeah. uh, for sure, of course, you know, absolutely reference. Yeah, but this this clan of guys I'm looking at right here, they definitely know how to throw it down. So, <laughs> so uh, so so next, um, let, let's go with um, a kind of a, a social uh, political, uh, social economical uh, political song here by the Dead yeah. Kennedys. Um, so the Dead Kennedys released this song in 1979. Um, uh, of course, it's on many different albums. Uh, so without further ado, it is called Police Truck. Very famous song. Uh, I believe people should know it from Tony Hawk, Pro Skater 1 or 2. Um, and... Jello Biafa, I've never been able to say his last name for my entire life, um, which he has left Dead Kennedy since. I think he's done a few reunion tours. Um, actually, if you were interested, Jello Biafa has done a lot of spoken word, just like um, Henry Rollins has done a lot of spoken word. Um, very interesting, very thought-provoking stuff. Uh, so here we go. The police truck, uh, dead Kennedys. The lyrics are as follows. Tonight's the, <laughs> sorry, I, I'm trying not to sing it in my head. So I think that's what I'm trying to, fo I focus on like reading it like a robot, but I can't read it like that. I need to read it. Like you would read a poem. So, uh, just <laughs> apologize. Give me a second. You know, um, I actually ran into Henry Rollins uh, out of Starbucks. Jeez, I go to Starbucks a lot. I used to, and then I stopped. I boycotted him for a while. But um, uh, in um, in California, in Los Angeles, California, the uh, on Ventura Boulevard, the corner of Ventura, it was Studio City. That's where it was. Studio City, the corner of Ventura Boulevard and Laurel Canyon. I used to go all the time. Anyway, cool guy, man. He was chilling. Apparently, he used to go there all the time. But uh, 
Yeah, he's one of those dudes, huh? He's um, he writes a lot, thinks a lot, but who knows? I don't know him. Seemed seemed interesting at the time, but I just wanted to have a uh, a hot, disgusting, bitter beverage. Oh, the hot bean juice. Um, so, so, so here we go. Uh, that, uh, tonight's the night we got the truck. We're going to go, we're going downtown. We're going to beat up drunks. Your turn to drive. I'll bring the beer. It's an easy shift. No one to fear. Let's ride, ride, how we ride. <laughs> That's how the tempo goes, but uh, let's ride, low ride. It's roundup time. We're the good whores meet. We're going to drag one screaming off the streets. Let's ride. Ride how we ride. Got a black uniform and a silver badge. Playing cops for real. Playing cops for pay. Let's ride. Low ride. Pull down your dress. Here's a kick in the ass. Let's beat you blue to you shit your pants. Don't move your child. I got a big black stick. There's six of us, babe, so suck on my dick. Ride how we ride. Ride, let ride. Wait, 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 wait a minute. The, who, who is this again? Who is that? This is the Dead Kennedys. Um, oh, at the time, Jello like Buffer. Um, Biafra. The lead singer. Biafra, thank you. Biafra is the um, lead singer, and I believe he wrote all of his own uh, contents and songs. If I remember correctly. No, it says it, we've got the credit of the songwriters here, and his name is not there. I don't believe that. That's fucking fake news. Well, you <laughs> know, some, there's some, there are, there are a lot there's, of uh, there's some corporate guy who probably has got to get claimed to it. And I mean, there's no way there's not a bunch of drunk punks who didn't come up with the song. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, or maybe all these guys are drunk punks, and I just don't fucking know it. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know, but you know, anything's possible. Yeah. Um, um, so I got, we got, we got, we got we'll just, just, just one more chorus here. Uh, not one more, uh, one more. Uh, it's not a chorus. Uh, what are we looking oh, for? Uh, again. Refrain lyrics. Yeah, it's lyrics. Yeah. I guess. Excerpt. Excerpt. Um, a lyrical excerpt. <laughs> thank you. A lyrical excerpt. Um, the, the left newspapers might whine a bit, you know, the left, but the guys at the station, they don't give a shit. Ditch batch calls. Are you doing something wicked? No siree, Jack. We're just given tickets. Let's ride, ride how we ride. And don't forget, the cops are the biggest gang in the world. They can fucking do whatever they want. Slow down there, partner. All right. <laughs> hey. Uh, what's going I mean, on? I love them. I got cops in my family. What's it's going just true. On? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, a, it's funny. There's just, you know, anything. Hold on. Let's, uh, people are commenting over here. Hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, thank you. Somebody says an update, like I said. Uh, uh, Jair, is that is that how you pronounce it? Jair, freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Oh yeah, that's right. I I uh, I, I re- mm-hmm. replied. I was like, and I have been free for almost three years. And he says, uh, I thought that was Plutarch or Virgil, but Dead Kennedys are good too. 
Yeah, lo- losing all hope is 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 the way to freedom, right? <laughs> yeah, well, what's this uh, Plutarch but, uh, or Virgil? You know that what he's talking about there. I don't know. If it, I'm not if, sure either. I mean, I I love I love Virgil in general, like the actual um, like philosophy uh, behind the you know. I, mean, I shouldn't I shouldn't oh. say that because I mean if we're I mean who knows if giants and, and demigods were. Or oh oh oh, he's saying the, the oh. context passed on that now, so it doesn't make sense now. But I think yeah. he was. I think you were when you were reading some lyrics from Dead Kennedys. Maybe it was uh, one of the um, Greek uh, philosophers that might have said it. And so the Dead Kennedy, you know, how a lot of lyricists they they add a quote or two in in their lyrics True. sometimes. They sneak it in here. Like my whole song, anti-terrorist, is just full of like nationalist, like American nationalistic quotes. <laughs> it's just, so, it's so, so, I mean, I mean, if you guys if you guys want to, I mean, we or if you want to, I mean, we can break this song down and we kind of kind of move on. But I mean, we, I think. The song is so blatantly clear to what it's trying to convey, you know. I mean, it's just, it's just. But I mean, that's 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 kind of how it was back then. Of course, thank God for technology coming now. It's a little bit less, but I mean, there is rep- rampant corruption um, in 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 certain organizations that uh, are supposed to provide services to citizens. Wait, did you did you say you think that America. corruption is less due so, to technology? Uh, I mean. Yeah, I mean, be honest with you, a little bit. I mean, there's no way like that. The, I just don't think there's that 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 if the level of things that civil servants got away with back then isn't what it is now because of how far forensics has come. I mean, you know, there's still the good old boy system and all those things that we can't control, and they have their own you know, whatever, spit in your hand and shake it thing. But like, uh, yeah, there's just, I, I do have a firm belief that, you know, there, of course there's a lot of good cops too, but yeah, there's just bad people in general. And those bad people, you know, work their lives to get into a position like that, to carry out heinous things. And when they get caught, especially if they're abusing women, they should be punished to the maximum extent. And that means like getting really, really, really hurt and not probably living. Um, so, I mean, that's how we feel about those things, right? Like, that's what savage gentlemen do. We see these, these predators <laughs> and we know, solve man. problems. I mean, that's what, I mean, that's what, I mean, if you're not willing to step up to do these things, then you're part of the problem to begin with, right? Like, in my mind, you I mean, that's, and, that, and that is fosters you know, that guy think it's okay because 10 guys just watched him do it or 10 guys just were made aware of it and just let it be a thing. Like that's, that's the weakness that need to be uh, not encouraged in our society, but moving on. So we have bouncing souls and Pennywise here and then drag the river still. Um, so let's go to pouncing souls. Let's kind of, you know, get this on All a right. much higher tempo. It is now a, what, uh, now for anybody listening now or in the future, again, what kind of, what music is this going to be classified as like what, so, because I'm not, a, and this is for me too, because I'm not a genre person, and so I need help with these kind of things. Like I don't know. As long as I've been playing music, I just never got into the genre thing. So this will be helpful to to learn some classification. Yeah, and and and, and thank you for for helping me out there, um, Unique Equilibrium. I do appreciate it because you're right. I do need to be a little bit more specific here. And, Refresh uh, your bro- your browsers, everybody. I changed my name back to Hakeem. I already have a Unique Equilibrium show. You can call me Hakeem. People have been trying to call me Unique Equilibrium. <laughs> like, okay, man. Uh, it does I, make I, it a I, bit more convenient there. Yeah, there you go. So, um, um so the Bouncing Souls, uh, punk rock band. 
and the song itself is called uh, We're Coming Back. And the lyrics are as follow. We're, <clears throat> uh, we're coming back to you. We're coming back to you. We're coming back to you again. We're never going to go away again. Hold on a little longer. Try a little harder. Till we all belong together till the end. So remember, out there somewhere, you've got a friend. And you'll never walk alone again. Don't be worried. Don't be scared. Mm-hmm. We're fighting to get there. Never die. We're going up. Oh, sorry, I, I got a little distracted there. A message came through. Do apologize. Uh, don't be worried. Don't be scared. You're not going to share uh, with the rest of the class? Uh, it was probably spam or an invite to play COD, I bet. I guarantee All right, you. Yes. No passing notes in the classroom. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, don't be worried. Don't be scared. We're fighting to get there. Never die. We're going to get, we are going to get through. We're going to run. We're going to, did I, did I skip a verse here? No, I didn't. Okay. Um, we are, we are going to run. We're going to crawl, kick down every wall, never die. We're coming back to you. So remember out there somewhere, you've got a friend. And you'll never walk alone again. We're coming back to you. We're coming back to you. We're coming back to you. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. I apologize. It's, we're coming back. Coming back. We're coming back to you. We are never gonna. Uh, we are never gonna. We're never going to go away again. Hold on a little longer. Try a little harder. Till we all belong together. So remember, out there somewhere, you've got a friend. And you'll never walk alone again. So we're coming back at the Bouncing Souls. Uh, that is a punk rock band. Jair says, whoa, it's been forever since I've heard Bouncing Souls. This is taking me back to eighth grade. Okay, so let's let's do some math. Um, when, when, when did Bouncing Souls come out? Oh, the band itself? Oh, wow. Probably no, no, that's, Let me go look no what's the name of that song? Uh, the name of this song is "We're Coming Back," and I believe and what, this song itself was on a was on a was on a, was on a specific EP. To be okay. honest with you, but what year? Uh, uh, two thousand and three, two thousand four, I believe it was off of an anti-flag and Bouncing Souls EP. I may I may be wrong. It's sometimes it's hard to find these things. I've I've never been able to find it on Spotify. Uh, uh, Sony okay. Music themselves used to have a much better catalog. So Jair, initially, sorry, Jair, when did you first hear that song, Jair? Are you uh, between the ages of thirty and thirty-five? What is your tem- age demographic? Because <laughs> you know you can't really date anybody by a song anywhere. But look, he says I'm thirty-three, which is that's a cool that's a cool number to pop up there. Thirty-three awesome, has a lot man. of. Significance to me, but yes, yeah, so I did a little caca. I did some cacalacking calculations. Um, well, I'm really glad that he's mentioned that, and it's resonating with him because I mean that's what this song is right. Like we're coming back, right? Like we are coming back. Like that's the impact, the empowerment of 
the fact that we as 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 men need to come back. Like it's not about being taught you know super masculine. Like like that's where people go wrong. It's not about being the crazy buff dude in the gym or the psychotic fucking uh, fake alpha <laughs> running around saying that you're something that you're not. Uh, you know, trying to impress people because like it's just it sooner or later somebody's going to see through your facade and. You know, that's why you're going to die miserable or you can't get to keep a solid girlfriend or whatever's going on with you. Just check yourself um, because this is not how it works. Like we have to work together. We have to be coming back. You know, we have to be encouraging each other. I mean, hold on a little longer. Try a little harder. Right. So it's not saying, hey, everything's going to just be OK. You know, I'll just cry there. You know, it's like, look, man, try a little harder. Hold on a little longer. Like I am coming. You know, I am here with you. You know, but you got to be willing to push yourself and have a little suffer, a little suffering, you know, to not be chained to this earth. Kind of reflecting back on we we're speaking about a band uh, called Hatebreed earlier, um, and they are a metal band, a very positive metal band. And they have a song called Healing to Suffer Again. And that is, you know, a, a good song um, with some positive lyrics there. Um you know, and but coming back to bouncing, bouncing souls here, um, you know, till we all belong together till the end, because it's true, you know, like that we're supposed to be a, a community of people that are able to take uh, a little, you know, a little bit of criticism, but at the same time, knowing that we're all together and we all belong together till the end. So remember, you get this out there somewhere, you've got a friend, you know, never walk alone again. Because, I mean, yeah, we, there's times we all feel lonely and, and you want to reach out to people and you should reach out to people. Or maybe you have nobody to reach out to, um, you know, uh, or you've been hurt so many times and, 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 you're, you're, and you're afraid, you know, that, that that's OK, too. But, you know, you, as, as the lyrics continue to say, don't be worried and don't be scared. We're fighting to get there. Never die. We're going to get through. You know, we're going to run. And we're going to crawl. We're going to kick down every wall. Never die. We are coming back to you. You know, I feel like people forget that we have to have each other's six. You got to have each other's back. We have to take each other, take care of each other. IGY six. I got your six. You know, if, if, if the nod that, that men gave to each other while passing each other was more than a, just a nod and you could, actually rely on that man that that nod that he had your six that would create a different society of men in the way we operated <laughs> but anywho um so you know you just got to remember that there's always somebody out there and 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 you'll encounter them sooner or later who has the same who's on the same wavelength as you you know um and you can't be afraid to 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 to, to, to have somebody approach you that may not look like, you know, a normal, you know, they, they come from a different lifestyle or somebody wouldn't think may have something insightful to say, you know, you, you got to be willing to, 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 to sit down and shut up for a second and listen. And sometimes they may be spewing some really crazy stuff. My, 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 my men, you know, my, 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 my savage gentleman out there. And you, know, you got to be able to uh, uh, retain yourself and have a level of discernment to understand that like that's their reality and that's their perception of things so um yeah i just want to uh welcome uh brady to the room uh derek brady uh and uh samantha what's up um yeah man 
Uh, dude, it's incredible how lyrics can be so uh, inspiring to people. When sometimes you don't think about it when you're so deep into it that it's actually a significant thing. You know, again, I like this, the uh, analogy of a fish in water doesn't realize it's in water. You know, you can use that analogy for so many things. When you're so immersed in something, you don't really understand how significant it is that you have something like music with powerful lyrics driving you and having had the opportunity to be exposed to something different than a lot of the unfortunately very shallow and um, what would seem to be thought, uh, it's well, not well, stagnating instead of provoking, what would seem to be thought provoking lyrics sometimes, if that's even, if you can even imagine that. But that's what I think happens sometimes. So, um, and and what I what I really didn't like to see happen was a lot of there was a there was an, uh, a short, very short, uprising, a brief uprising of like what people were calling conscious rap, and then it fizzled out, and that was very sad for me because you know they were really uh, making it more clear what they were saying. Like yeah, I love some metal, but to ha to have to consume um, the type of of information like that being screamed at all the time. And by the way, again, if people don't know, I, I, I still currently uh, record and front for death metal, really crazy heavy metal projects. So it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm crapping on the vocal style because I'm really good at it. If I don't, if I do say so myself. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, let me take a pause here while, when I have a brain freeze, Derek, I mean, Jair says, uh, now I'm remembering social distortion, story of my life. So does that ring the bell? Oh, you yes. Uh, social yeah. distortion is great. Um, be sure to check out Mike Ness. That's his, 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 his actual name, the lead singer. He does some solo stuff. Um, funny story. My uncle lived in California. When we were coming uh, either to or fro to going to Hawaii when my father was being transferred there. But Mike Ness lived a few houses down and I saw him walking his pit bulls and got to meet him. And I was just a kid and tried not to geek out. And, um, but you know, of course, like just where we lived, my uncle was complaining because there was a party and somebody had thrown a heroin needle on his lawn. And, you know, it's a very punk rock thing. So, Hey, um, but I see that Samantha joined. Just want to say hi, Sam. Thank you for joining. We appreciate you being in here. And um, if you were wanting to speak, you're welcome to. Um, and we're going to, of course, you're late to the, more... to the, of course you're late to saying hi to Samantha and she's the only one So you go straight to the beautiful yeah. woman. Well, the because picture, she should be welcome. The picture that looks like that. You know, and she I said, welcome to everybody else is pulling up a chair and they know they can call <laughs> in and they can speak because it's, it says plainly and they should have the, uh, the confidence to, to do it. So, you know, it, you know but I'm just saying, mm -hmm. I, I said hi to, to everybody that came in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, fair enough, fair enough. All right, All right. so, so, so we, we got um, – but, hey, if I could task you with one thing because I'm having difficulty finding the lyrics on this song. Um, I, By the way, just before be you go on, a, uh, she, she says yes, uh, uh, she's fine just listening. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. All righty. Um, so the song itself is uh, – the artist is Drag the River. Title of the song is Lost Angel Saloon. Um, I'm just having some difficulty finding the lyrics on that. So if you if you could if you could do that for me, that'd be super awesome. Um, I'll I'll see if I can. Um, well, uh, who is it again? Because I'm I'm uh over here. 
thinking oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you had it already uh, pulled up. No, I, I do. I do. I just, I, I've okay. been, you know, I'm not sure if it's like, uh, maybe a, anywho, uh, it's a drag the river lost angel saloon. Okay. So, and who, and who's the band again? Uh, drag the river. Okay. So, so drag Sorry, the river is the yeah, band. Just, and then it's, correct. and, and, and the then the song, the song is, is lost angel saloon. Okay. Lost Angel Saloon. That's that's actually one of the coolest titles I've heard in a long time, and I, and I've never heard that one before. So that's that's a cool title. Lost Angel Saloon. Wow. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So kind of following up with uh, Bouncing Souls, which is a punk rock band. Uh, the song that we spoke on was "We're Coming Back." Um, we're gonna follow that up with Pennywise, a very classic anthem, Brohem. Everybody should know this. Um, <laughs> everybody, but uh, so let's see. The fear, the, the lyrics are as go ahead. Take Chris it. said it. Everybody should know it, guys. I'm just reinforcing. Everybody should know it. Chris said so. Let's do it. Yeah, it, on, it is a uh, <laughs> it is a undying classic here in the right. community. That's for sure. It lives in infamy. Um, so the lyrics are as follows. To my to all my friends, past and present and beyond, especially those who weren't with us too long, life is the most precious thing you can lose. While you were here, the fun was never ending. Laugh a minute was only the beginning. Uh, oh, uh, I actually never knew they actually called it. Uh, uh, Canton, Colvin, Nicholas, this one's for you ever get that feeling you can't go on just remember who's i'm sorry let me, let me uh Claire, this background on this web page are you are you experiencing some technical difficulties because i'm not hearing any like excessive noise on my end over here man so if you're concerned about something like that you're fine um, oh no! Uh, it's, it's it's the web page I'm on. It, the background uh, that it, that the lyrics are against. Oh, I, I thought you said something about background noise. That's what I thought you were saying. Okay. Oh no, I apologize. No, I had my overhead light on for my fan, and uh, yeah, the they got this like cornflower blue background that it's against. So it was uh, it was creating a, a, a flow glare. Um, here we go. Uh, ever get the feeling you can't go on? You just uh, you just remember whose who's side it is that, that you're on. You've got friends with you till the end. If you if you're ever in a, if you're ever in a tough situation, we'll be there. No hesitation. Brotherhoods are rule. We cannot. Uh, brotherhoods are rule. We cannot bend. When you're feeling too close to the bottom, so yeah. When you're feeling too close to the bottom, you know who it is you can count on. Someone will pick you up again. We can encounter anything together. All of us are bonded forever. If you die, die, that's the way it is. If if I die, you die, that's the way it is. My apologies. To all my friends, past and present and beyond, to all those who weren't with us too long, life is too precious Life is the most precious thing you can lose. While you were here, the fun was never ending. Laugh a minute was only the beginning. Canton, Colvin, Nicholas, this one's for you. 
So I'm so used to like singing it, and it is very yeah. <laughs> but I wonder if so. Are these? I mean, uh, these people that he lost, or the the, the vocalist, the, the lyricist, lost? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, all right. So remind again, Sabbath. Who's the the artist and the song again? Uh, so this is Pennywise. They're, well, they're a pretty popular punk band. Yeah. They're pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I know that name. It's just. Mm-hmm. And the title of the song is, is, is Bro Him. Okay, right. The bro, the brother's anthem or the bro anthem. Okay. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's a very anthem song, like the tempo and, and the way the, the way the rhythm is set up and the chorus yeah. and, you know, very punk, very punky, right? Oh, by the way, so uh, eventually uh, we're going to be able to put full on like music tracks. Uh, I found a really cool microphone thing. Uh, Anyway, I'll show you later for if you want to ever give play music samples. Um, wow, this is so. I, I, and then I wanted to end this with a song by uh, a female performer that I feel is fantastic. She's got a great voice. Um, she is the female front of a two man band with her and her husband. Uh, the band is called One Eyed Doll. Um, I met them at the Norva some years back. You know. Did paid a bunch of money to hang out with them after after the show and bought a bunch of merch from them. It was like a VIP experience. Hey, buy our merch, come hang out. So, but it was very great. Um, and then so and then I found her solo work. Her name is Kimberly Freeman. The song is "Learn to Fly." It's uh, I guess it's kind of more of a poppy song, kind of synthy, um, mellow, uh, lower BPM. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's an all around, uh, actually pretty, pretty good song. Uh, so let's get into it here. The lyrics are as follow. Somebody told me that we're all going to go to heaven. Somebody told me that the heart never lies. Somebody told me that we're all going to be forgiven. Somi told me that true love never dies. I'll go to heaven. I'll never die. Please tell my children. I'll learn to fly. Uh, gone are the days when all my words was a heaven. Gone are the days before my heart ever cried. My love is six feet beneath the world of the living. Gone are the days before my innocence died. I'll go to heaven. I, I'll, I'll never die. Please tell my children I learned to fly. Is that um, that is not the that's not the right now, song? Well, hold well, on. Let me look at Spotify. Yeah, go ahead. Well, whether, whether it is or is not, I want to back up to and talk about because we didn't even you you read the lyrics, but I didn't even get into like what they maybe meant to you personally or what you even interpreted them as. As I would be interested in that, you know. Um, uh, and, and also, if there was in any way, if they had um, had any kind of positive influence or benefit on you, I remember when we were talking to uh, Kapow um, before, and uh, you know we were doing because one of my the authors on one of my websites uh, she had written about using music and art uh, as a, a therapy for addiction recovery. And then, um, you know, we 
we both were really talking about a lot about music and anyway he he does uh uh i forget what he calls it but i subscribe to his youtube channel but he's really good remember i told you earlier but yeah have any of the lyrics or anything like that had that kind of effect on you meaning as because because for me there have been very uh, uh life-changing lyrics Jair says it's like bloody kisses by type O negative. Which one is like that? What's like bloody kisses from type O negative? That I love that band. Across the pond, the bedroom wall, from grave she will fall. Type O negative is pretty great. Um, so I found it. So the song I was actually looking for is called the Water yeah. Song. But I mean, okay. either way, I mean, Kimberly Freeman. Uh, so, so coming back to what you're asking, asking me, and you're right. I should, you know, I shouldn't just move on like that. Um, Kimberly Freeman. Yeah, I mean, I mean that song in itself is. Uh, uh, did I close it out? Yeah, let me bring it back up. Because you're right. That is. Uh, it's unfair. It's a. Uh, Cause she's, I mean, she's not wrong with what she's, you know, what she's even in mean, this, this short song that we got here. Um, so, right. I mean, so, so, so somebody told me that we all go to heaven. We, we've all been told that somebody told me that the heart never lies. Right. I mean, it shouldn't, you know, if we're able to have that, that positive um, wise mind and some discernment to, to, you know, kind of uh, have that good that good perception of what's going on here uh, with your life. But somebody, ret- uh, somebody told me that we'll all be forgiven. You know, that's a very Western thought, right? Like, you know, you can just no matter what you do, it's okay. Um, I, I think I think that sometimes men, you know, do that because where it's kind of what is dealt in us, or, or or they use. You've used it, but I shouldn't say men. And so let's kind of you know, back up here, right? Like humans in general, you will use the excuse of forgiveness related to religion to do heinous things or to say heinous things or behave in such a an unokay manner. <laughs> um, somebody told me that true love never dies. In in yeah, true love should never die. Um, we always have a, tr- a twin flame and. You know, uh, there's that saying that people love to throw around. Uh, you know, if you like, yo, if you let it go, it'll come back to you. Um, and I think that's so cliche because if a woman loves you, she'll never leave you and just come back to you. That is, I mean, it's, she will communicate that to you. She will say, uh, you know, Chris, I, I think that things are a little heavy right now. I mean, maybe I need to go get my own place or you know, stay with my aunt or whatever. And, um, you know, we're not breaking up. I just need to decompress some and have some me time and, you know, or I need some room and growth. And, you know, of course she's probably going to share some things that she's very thought that she thought of very deeply on before she came to you, you know, she's, so she's going to have a list of things, uh, and, and you're going to have to take it. Like, you're going to have to, you know, just listen and you're going to have to be open to having it. it. It's nothing but constructive criticism from a person that loves you. So you got to, you know, you got to just stop and listen. Um, and some of it's going to be painful. Some of it's, you know, she might be angry and say things that she might regret later. Things that are that are cutting that, you know, may be outside of her normal behavior. Um, but trust me, she probably spent a lot of time getting there. 
Um, so, uh, but yeah, true love never dies. She's going to communicate to you that she loves you. You know, she may not, maybe she doesn't feel in love with you at that point, but she's not giving up on you. So true love will never die. It's not just going to walk out the door, you know, but you also have to be a real actual savage gentleman and be able to stand next to the door, not in front of it, like some psychotic wannabe alpha. You stand next to the door. You can get on your knee. Don't be afraid to shed a tear. This is the woman you love. You don't want her to leave, do you? No. Well, then say so. You know, but you also can't just speak empty words. You have to have your true love to present and bring to the table. Um, stand next to the door. Get on your, whatever you, whatever you have to do. You know, ask her, beg her not to leave. Plead with her. But as soon as you step in front of the door, you shouldn't have respect for yourself and you shouldn't expect her to have respect for you. I mean, you shouldn't have to force somebody to stay to begin with. Right. You know, and, 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 and when do you, would you like to be barricaded in? Would you like to be prevented from just, you know, maybe she wants to go take a walk. You don't know. But then if you escalate the situation, you know, and, and then get out all the psychotic alpha mode, you know, I'm the man, whatever, whatever this, you know, insecurities that you allow to flare up. Um, now went from her going on a walk to, boy, she's taking a flight. She, she is on the first flight out. Or she should be if she's sane, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just, I don't know, there's just, there's levels to these things. And I feel like you shouldn't have to be forceful and try to rule with fear. I mean, no, man, dude. Uh, of course not. Uh, okay, so I'm still. Getting Anywho, yeah. So, is, so, yeah, I, I, um, I'm kind of. I guess I'm kind of ranting on here. I do. I do. No, no, you're uh, fine. Listen, posh, do, proli- posh proletariat spice, aka Samantha. That's cool. Is that right? Posh proletariat. Yeah, posh proletariat spice says. Uh, Samantha says, "I agree. Love is also in our actions, not just a feeling." Yep. I mean. That's uh, beyond the truth, man. It is. Yeah, She's right. And and standing next to the door is that proof of your love. You know, because that's what a king would do. Um, I hate, God, I hate that word. Boy, oh boy. Anywho. So, wait, wait, says, wait. Uh, so true, true love what, never dies. What word do you hate? Um, king? Uh, the K, yeah, let's just call it the K word. Can we just call the it the K word? Yeah, it's like oh, it's, it's like banned. You know? Now we have another. Uh, now we have another another single letter yeah. word to look out for. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, that, that is that is the only uh, that's the only banned word in in the speakeasy. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in the bylaws. Oh man! Until so you, 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 you turn in your merit card, until you turn in your your, your proverbial DD two fourteen of duty, <laughs> like you're and ain't nobody get to call themselves a king. Um, I'm no king. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just here, man. I am, I am no king. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I, I have a thirst for knowledge because knowledge is power and power is the ability, the, the ability to do what? It is the ability to respond to life because that is our only actual responsibility is to have the ability to respond to life. So you must be yeah. a well-rounded gentleman, a well-rounded savage gentleman who chooses to be harmless to get things done, you know, to navigate this world. 
um, and to find a real woman. And hopefully, hopefully you'll find a real queen who will, you know, uh, uh, help you get where you need to do, you know, and where you need to be. But you also have to foster the environment for her to continue to be in that realm to where she can be in that feminine power and still be strong and still give you a, a wise mind advice because you're allowing her to have growth and progression, uh, you know, instead of oppression and depression, you know, that just doesn't make any sense. So, um, I said, you know, just so true love never dies. I'll go to heaven. I'll never die. Please tell my children I'll learn to fly. And that, that's, that's something we, we all were taught as children, you know, when, uh, Hey, grandma passed away, where'd she go? You know, this and that we all, we all need to have a, have a, some kind of belief in, in, in the master of the universe. Um, gone are the days when all my world was a heaven gone. Could, all you, my, could, gone. Mm-hmm. could you, sorry, could you, um, do you think that that's like a, a commentary on cliches, that song? Yeah, I mean, because you got to think like, so, um, so I'm sorry, I shouldn't say you got to think. I should be informing you guys. So, so uh, Kimberly Friedman is a punk rock writer. So let's switch over to, because this is the, uh, the one song that I covered. I was going to cover the water song, uh, but let's, so let's go the opposite direction. This is her solo stuff. Like I said, kind of very poppy, very kind of synthy, hip hoppy. Still got some deep lyric, cool songs because she comes from a punk band. Uh, but let's switch, let's switch, switch keys and tempos here. Um, One eyed doll. Isaac, I, aka Jair, is asking, um, how do you spell this woman's name? The one who wrote the song. Oh, uh, so it is um, classically spelled for Kimberly K I M B E R L Y, and then Freeman. One word. Freeman is Freeman is Freeman is one word, not Kimberly Freeman. That would be weird. Yeah, or or very interesting. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, um, Yeah, she's got a great voice. Um, Oh man, just the key she can hit, and just the highs and the lows. It's very. I just I appreciate front women. I appreciate women who have talents um, and skills and abilities, especially in in their. I, I, I hate like saying like a stereotypical realm, like oh, a woman, you know, she should know how to sing. You know, a man doesn't. You know, I, I know there's all these gender roles. I think that's still nonsense, anyways. Knowledge is power, but uh, it, it's a great attribute when a woman has skills and abilities that aren't like, Oh, I just take a picture of my pumped up glued at the gym, you know, like, Hey, can you play the violin? Do you do art? Do you do read? Do you, I mean, man, like just, there's gotta be, there's, there's more to life for all of us, but there's just, it's nice when a woman possesses these interests and hobbies and skills that take a certain level of discipline to learn, you know, just like I feel females are attracted to the same thing in men but we're supposed to know different skills and hobbies and, and, and attributes to, to, to attract the other sex. And we've lost those things as well, unfortunately. Um, yeah, Kimberly Freeman, wonderful artist, wonderful voice. Um, she, she's so punk rock that when I saw her in concert, she uh, was playing the guitar and arched all the way back and spit in the air and caught it in her mouth. And I was like, you're, you're so punk rock. This is ridiculous. That's gross. Like, yeah, exactly. Gross. Very punk rock. Exactly. Yeah, it was just she's she's wild, man. Wild show. She was changing. Uh, 
Kimberly uh, she Freeman. was changing uniforms or outfits. Sorry, not uniform. I, mean, I guess they kind of were like uniforms. Uh, right. Every like song, every few songs, she would like would like run off stage or quickly like, change outfit, and it was part of everything. Like she's got a, a song called a Redneck Song by One Eyed Doll, and it's just like Howdy y'all, and she just like goes on about like oh, I'll just hear it. No, I'll just pull it up because it is uh, it's funny. It's another like how earlier we were speaking about other different punk bands and metal bands and how music in general can refer to just like uh, social problems and politics and, and just, just all those types of things. And so this, this song kind of does the same thing, uh, but on, on redneck culture. Yeah. Um, somebody which, uh, which somebody who comes from the backwoods of South Carolina and Beaufort, South Carolina. Um, Beaufort. I find it, yeah. I find it a little funny cause it's just, it's funny. I mean, Wait it, a minute. It is. It, uh, You've mentioned Beaufort yeah, a couple times before. What, what is, what's with you on Beaufort? What are you, what's your uh, it's Paris, Paris, Paris Islands there. Uh, Marine Corps, uh, the real Marine Corps training based, you know, uh, because all, all Marines call the other Marines who train in California, um, Hollywood Marines. They don't call them quote unquote real, real Marines. Wow. Yeah. You know, they, they, they love to fight each other. So those guys are crazy, man. I, I give them, but some of the stories I could tell you about my brother, he's on an amphib boat with a bunch of like fast team, you know, g- g- crazy Marines. And some of the stories, man, those guys are wild. Yeah. They'd be, they'd be beating each other up. Um, um, I looked, I did find yeah. some Kim, Kimberly Freeman, uh, because also Jair was uh, looking for some info on her too, and um, she he says she looks like Lydia from Beetlejuice. <laughs> um, yeah, what kind of with that eye makeup? I could see that. Um, uh, I, I actually like that look. Um, let's see, Kimberly Freeman, nineteen eighty-two. She's forty now. Album: Secret Lullaby, Sleep. Live on South Congress, Into Outer Space, After the Snow, that's cool. One-Eyed Doll, lead vocalist Kimberly Freeman, has also been featured as one of Revolver Magazine's hottest chicks in hard rock in 2011. Wow. Yeah, man, imagine imagine trying to make a show like that right now, right? We're hottest chicks in hard rock, right, in 2011, right? We do that now. Oh, my God, no! Chicks. You well, can't call I mean, the best chicks. story, the best thing about Kimberly, <laughs> if you, I mean, if you really want to boil down the whole experience that I had with her and her husband, is that her husband was amazingly supportive of his wife, amazingly supportive, great talent. He was an audio engineer, like that was his thing. He played instruments as well, but he took it upon himself to find like all these different EQ boards and like sound boards and like just different equipment from all throughout the decades. I mean, from the 1920s and up, you know, because when you were recording with a legitimate real vintage, you know, microphone from, you know, Steinhauser or Sony or whoever, if some of these other brands are, I'm not too familiar with some of the older vintage brands that make some of these electronics. Um, but, you know, we were, like, it's just the, the sound that you get out of it, the, what it produces, you know, the reverb, the all these different things, you know, it's like, you know, listening on vinyl, that same experience, right? Like you can't, reproduce this type of music or these or these sounds without this equipment it just cannot be replicated i mean maybe duplicated if you take it you know put it on loops and whatever but if you didn't have that raw source that actual item um 
there's just it's it'd be improbable. So he, I mean, I can only imagine his collection, but it was all in 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 in, in support of his wife. So. Of course, it was probably already his passion when they met. I'm sure that she was doing music and he was doing music. And, um, but he, you know, he took the back seat. He's like the background guy for his wife. He does a lot of the work, does all of the, you know, she just does some singing and playing. Uh, and he dedicated his life to doing it. And he's happy and he helps drive the tour bus and, you know, this and that. And they do their thing. And, um, she's had her success and he's happy and she's happy. And, uh, it's all gravy, right? You know, uh, cause he's in his bubble, his skill and craft that still brings him happiness and then is encouraging his wife's growth and progression and her skill and craft that creates happiness. It's not all about money. You know, I mean, do you think of this, you know, punk rock band, you know, uh, I think they're out of Texas or I mean, I, I honestly don't know where they're from. Um, you know, I mean, no, nobody in the scene in this kind of music of in this genre does it to make a bunch of money. I mean, good luck getting a big label to begin with. I mean, some, some of them kind of are in it for that for sure. But Hey, you know what this kind of reminds me of, um, this particular Kimberly Freeman. Um, one of my favorite female artists, I don't know if you, I don't think it's punk rock. I don't know. See, again, I don't really know this, but her name is Amanda Palmer. Do you know who that is? Uh, it sounds familiar, but doesn't ring a bell. Uh, anyway, it's kind of that she, she has that similar kind of vibe, or she did, at least when I used to check out her music. Just because, um, also, she, um, I think I first heard some of her music on, um, there was this band called Exit 13, and they were, oh, man, speaking of, remember earlier when I was talking about how, oh, the Dresden Dolls, Jair with the, for the win. Yeah, Dresden. oh Dresden dolls. Yeah, man, good. Who's it? Jair. Good call. Just come on. I like this guy. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, that's. But and and so anyway, I was saying Exit Thirteen. I don't know if she was on there. She was on a compilation, I think, with that band. But this is like something I was talking about earlier about uh, um, music and how the lyrics. So this is another band, Exit Thirteen. So first of all, they were super super pro marijuana um and they were also environmentalists and um like really like serious hardcore i I even believe they probably blew up some shit um i'm not you know they were like i think they were some extremists like lords of chaos yeah but i mean i'm 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 not i'm don't people i'm not you know claiming that they did i'm just saying i wouldn't be surprised just because they were so hard like they're they're um they they had a song called Open Season on the Hunter Slaughterer, where and it started off. He's like Open Season Hunter Slaughterer, and the whole song is about them going into the woods and killing hunters because the hunters are killing bears and other stuff like that. And it was just, I mean, these guys. But anyway, that's how I first heard of Amanda Palmer, and she reminds they, just something about her and the Dresden Dolls reminds me of this Kimberly Freeman. But I don't know, Jaya, what do you think about uh, my? Um, my comparison of the Dresden Doll singer Amanda Palmer to this uh, Kimberly Freeman. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, man, dude, this is this is uh, some good stuff. Uh, I don't know uh, too much about Kimberly Freeman. Right, who was the one? There was one that there was some some lyrics that uh, you had. Uh, who was right before? Um, 
the Kimberly Freeman lyrics? Uh, I believe we covered Pennywise. Um, oh, that's we, it. Yeah, Pennywise. We're going to still do um, Drag the River, um, the Los Angeles Saloon. Great lyrics. I can't find anything. They're kind of very, like, a really low end, since the low end. They're a folk band. I found them off of a website called Cray Tracker back in the day. I was that guy in high school that you know, worked hard on his own, kind of kept his head down, played a lot of video games, and downloaded tons of music. So I went and spent like, I don't know, 500 bucks in the early 2000s to get a terabyte hard drive, because that's how much it was back then. Um, and then went on Cray Tracker, just downloaded a bunch of music, and a lot of it was underground and you know, not um, F- FCC approved. You know, so it wasn't stamped. You could, you know, distribute it and stuff. And he went through all the, the the steps to make sure that we weren't uploading things that were copyrighted and trademarked. And uh, but that's how I found a lot of great bands back in the day. And uh, I believe Prey Tracker is still thriving. But good luck getting an invite or access to the website. Um, okay, so you said it's called Cray Tracker with a K K R A Y. Tracker dot com. It is a uh, it was a torrent based website. Uh, private community, and you have to have an invite to get in there to get get access to music. Uh, yeah, it used to be an invite. But every now and again, they have an open enrollment, but it was rare because um, it was a really like self sustaining community. There was people who ran their own Whoa, private servers <laughs> out of their houses in the early two thousand. People were running private servers out of their houses just for music. This site is wild, bro. I just yeah. looked on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> can you even can you get in were you able to just like uh, pop on hold on I'm not I'm not I'm doing something else just to oh okay I, uh, like, I will I will I will in a crazy. second I'm just about to let me see yeah well you, you do that I'm gonna read the lyrics of this song yeah, real quick ahead, so yeah man. you, you yeah, check yeah. it out I'm listening um, <laughs> so this is a redneck love song by one-eyed doll fronted by well, it's a female-fronted band by Kimberly Freeman. She's got a great voice. Check her out. Uh, her husband's very supporting of her. Um, also very talented, talented musician and music engineer. Um, or a sound engineer, I apologize. Um, so the lyrics are as follows for the Redneck Love song. And, uh, and oh boy, it's a hoot. Howdy, y'all. We're One-Eyed Doll from Austin, Texas. Yeehaw. When I'm driving my truck, I feel like a man. When I whistle at a lady, I feel like a man. When I'm holding my shotgun, (laughs) I feel like a man. But I feel like a little boy when I'm holding your hand. When (laughs) When I'm drinking whiskey, I feel like a man. I'm king of my castle when I feel like a man. When I'm whooping my youngins, I feel like a man. But I feel like a little boy when I'm holding your hand. Uh, I'm a man's man in a man's world, but you make me blush like a little girl. I want to pick you flowers and buy you stuff. You're like cold beer. Can't get enough. When I'm, <laughs> uh, when I'm at the Hoochie Coochie Club, I feel like a man. When I see a lady dance, I feel like a man. When I give her that dollar... I feel like a man, but when I feel, I, but I feel like a little boy when I'm holding your hand. I'm a man's man in a man's world, but you make me blush like a little girl. I want to pick you flowers and buy you stuff. 
you're like cold beer, can't get enough. And then it, it repeats, uh, yip, yip. Redneck love song. yippee ki yay Redneck love song. Who's that by again? One-Eyed Doll. So she's got a good sense of humor. Okay, so so that's also the Amanda Freeman. That's Amanda Freeman's band. She from- uh, Kim- Kimberly Freeman. Kimberly, yes. I'm sorry. I said she's... Yeah, and she's yes. got some like weird songs, mm-hmm. man. I mean, I could hear... Let me... Uh... I'm actually going to look up a really good one because I, I, I love it. Uh, God, what album was it on? Um, so, yeah, Jair, Jair says, uh, let's see, he says, yeah, I can see it. This is the first time I've heard anything from Kimberly Freeman, but I'll download an album and listen this week. Uh, welcome, Martin, to the room. Hello, Martin. Martin Henwood. Welcome, Martin. Thank you for joining. Quark. Martin, is this the quark like as in the, one of the, the constituents of uh, what's a nuclear particle? Is it a subatomic particle? Is that the quark you're referencing there, quark. sir? Um, <clears throat> so, all right. So these lyrics, man, uh, one of the things that I, uh, because, you know, everything... I like to say this over and over again because that uh, to a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And to me, a hypnotist, everything looks like hypnosis. Everything looks like it needs to be dehypnotized. Um, these uh, lyrics can be very hypnotic, man. You, you ever, a lot of people uh, may already realize this and just accept it. But you see how songs get caught in the loops in your head and you just play them over and over again sometime. And, and they're some of the easiest things to program into your mind with lyrics. And I'm sure that this may have been some of the logic behind what some people were thinking when they wanted their children to not listen to what they perceived was satanic music and all that because of what was in the lyrics. They felt that if their children were listening to it over and over again, then it would influence them. See, a lot of people know this naturally because even in all of the Abrahamic religions, they everything is repeated, right? You repeat prayers. Everything is repetition and association. So for all intents and purposes, you could really say that everything really is hypnosis. Everything that you learn, everything that you do, it's repetition and association. You repeat something over and over again, and it's associated with an emotion or a place or another person, da-da-da-da. And so everything is and is is connected by these points in space and time that are that are accentuated with emotions uh jair says like i want to hold your hand is that is that the right tune i'm singing there um but yeah so um a lot yeah exactly yes uh yes it sticks in your head jay yeah um oh yeah so a lot of songs just kind of play on loop and Here's a, a little hypnosis masterclass. If anybody uh, wants to get out of uh, any negative thought loops, that's why, for example, people put on songs sometimes too. I'm just playing the song because it cheers me up or for the same exact reason why somebody puts on a certain song, like Chris, you were saying earlier about like hate breed and going to the gym. It's that same logic that the music can change you the way that you feel and also help drive you uh, just a little bit more physically 
I mean, I do it all the time. Like even when you play songs in your head, you know, I, I ride my bicycle, as you know, Chris, um, 20 miles to uh, Chicks Beach from where I am. Um, you've been there before a few times, so you know the distance, what I'm talking about. And sometimes when I'm feeling like I need a push, I, uh, um, I just start humming a tune in my head or thinking about something, and it really just drives me. And how else would I have that song in my head if it wasn't this persistent loop um, inside my brain? And Jair says, LOL. But seriously, yes, I totally agree about the hypnosis. What? What is this? Is such a weird. Everybody's listening. Jair's over here typing. <laughs> this is called calling, guys. Just a reminder. But it's cool. No, I'm I'm totally cool with everybody just listening to. So, um, I'm enjoying this uh, this talk and and listening to Chris and learning about and help and launching this new show here, the Kings Kings of Nothing and the Need for Real Queens. It's cool how how Chris how you get inspired by things because we were just talking about some stuff earlier I forget who we were saying something oh yeah I remember there was an encounter we had today and then and then we talked about or was it yesterday kings of nothing and then we um uh we went on about the says I type and hypnotize myself yes there's actually an interesting book Jair about a guy who says that you can hypnotize yourself by reading and yes that is true everything is hypnosis people Yes, I'm a hypnotist, and everything to me looks like it could be hypnot- it needs to be hypnotized. Everything looks like a hypnosis subject, right? Um, whether that means dehypnotizing or or hypnotizing, however, whichever way you want to put it, uh, as long whatever it takes to have you doing something more beneficial for yourself and the world around you, as much as we possibly can, because um because we must but, uh, create we are meant to create we are meant to create and foster healthy communities and relationships yeah dude for real i love how that's so amazing so um <laughs> how you just pop out like that um yeah chris uh so um i kind of lost my thought with I was on the loop of hypnosis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll just touch real quick, I guess, on the title. You know, the kings of nothing. uh, That comes from, I I feel like a lot of men walk around with no merit saying this word, uh, the K word. God, I hate it. Um, Makes you want to vomit. See, I'm like getting physically ill. (laughs) Oh, oh, Lord. Uh, Uh, Man, because all those fakes and frauds make it hard for us real guys out there trying to make a way. (laughs) But it makes us more invisible because you got all these. False K words running around makes us real uh, savage gentlemen. I have to fade into the background even more. Anyway, um, so one eyed doll. I mean, she's a very diverse. Uh, Kimberly Freeman is a very diverse lyricist. Um, this song, uh, the lyrics of him, them are pretty dark, kind of funny in a dark humor way. Um, but then also, right, she has a very uh, yes, Good. sir. Hold that thought for a second. Derek, Dare Bear, he says, if you're taking requests, I think this crowd would dig the lyrics to Caught in a Hustle by Immortal Technique. So when you get through this, oh, let's, let's take a look technique. at that. Yes, Derek. All right. Yes, Derek. Um, cool. Then know it, man. I, because, look, I know whatever we're about to read from Immortal Technique is probably pretty, pretty hard. Um, I'll, I'll go with a lighter song first. I'll do the, they're both one eyed doll. Uh, then I'll do, and then we'll move on to moral technique. Uh, great song. And Dancing with the Devil, another song people don't know about. I mean, or I should say, 
he would only know about Myrtle Technique, period. It's like uh, him and Tech Nine kind of came around in the underground at the same time. Of course, Tech Nine blew up and Myrtle Technique just didn't have, I don't think, the crew probably to, to take off. But um, all right. So uh, One Eyed Doll, Kimberly Freeman. Uh, this song is called Be My Friend, written in 2008 on the, Mon- on the Monster album. And the lyrics are a little dark, so beware. It might be triggering. Uh, if you smile a little bit, that's okay, too. A little dark humor never hurt anybody. Um, there's a girl across the street from me. I buried her son beneath a tree. I don't know why, I don't know why she's mad at me. He was stinking up my garage, you see. I met a cute boy. He liked my smile. We fell in love for a little while. He kissed me on the lips and it tasted sweet. So I chopped him into pieces and cooked his meat. Serial killers are people too. If you take away the voices, I'm just like you. I'll hack you up and bury you in my yard. But but why does making friends have to be so very hard? I made a dress from a choir girl's skin. I wore it to church. The preacher said I had sinned. Forgive me, Father, for my fashion crime. Your skin is so nice. I'll use yours next time. Serial killers are people, too. If you take away the voices, I'm just like you. I'll hack you up and bury you in my yard. But why does making friends have to be so very hard? La, 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 la. La, 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 la. What the fuck, man? Um. Mm Mm-hmm. What the hell just happened? Um, that's that's Kimberly Freeman, my my my, my man. Jesus. Hey, uh, my friend Claire Means. She's a busker in Santa Monica, California. Makes tons of money doing it. She's pretty much a local legend over there. She has a song called um, "Asbury Park" about a murderer uh, from her town in Asbury Park, where she's from. And it's a beautiful song. Like, if you weren't paying attention to the lyrics, you would be mesmerized. I mean, she's a, one of the best singers ever. But um, anyway, check out that song, Asbury Park by Claire Mead. Uh, glad she's in a happy marriage. Um, who are you talking about? Isaac? Jair? Glad who's in a happy marriage? I missed something. I don't catch everything over here. I know I got them full eyes sometimes, but... You know, today I had six eyes. I'm glad Kimberly is in a happy marriage. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I would be glad anybody was happy, happily married. Marriage ain't easy. It's not. It's not. So I'm going to segue to a little bit lighter song, a little bit more, I guess, philosophical song, something we can kind of segue on. Because Be My Friend, I mean, that's nothing that, I mean, Kimberly Freeman, great, weird, you know, I shouldn't say weird uh, person. Uh, the lyrics... You know, uh, I mean, that guess it just kind of showcases you never know what you're getting into when you meet a woman, right? So there's always that. Um, don't want to cross a scorned woman. I'm pretty sure if these lyrics were applied to reality, um, somebody pushed this young woman to the edge to where she felt like she needed to do these things. It just doesn't. You just you just don't wake up and uh, want to chop up the kid next street and cook his meat and uh, and cut off some girl skin because she probably said whatever and 
you know, I get what they're talking about. The preach, like, oh, the preacher, like, oh, I'll just wear your skin next time. You know, because he's, you know, he's probably touching some kids anyways. So he, he, he deserves it. If anybody out of this whole entire theater, theoretical situation presented by these lyrics. Um, but so she worked actually on a project with early Facebook on an album tied to, uh, what is the game? Because the song is a brief candle that we're going to go over. Um, I'll start opening. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Something about a dragon, uh, Adventure Quest Worlds. So it was a subsidiary, it was a sub game of Adventure Quest um, called Worlds. Is probably some kind of mobile Flash game. Um, no, it was 2012, so it was beyond Flash. It was, I think it was when Facebook was first getting into like the app gaming. Uh, with Candy Crush and things like that. So they're probably porting uh, valuable and good IPs that were would make a profit. And she made a whole album dedicated to this game. And the album title is called Something About a Dragon. And I can I'll just name off some of the some of the song titles of the album of uh, released December first, two thousand and twelve. Um my computer. Three more, yes. No, okay, maybe it's just an eight. I thought it was more than eight songs on the album. Anywho, uh, so the first song, so we got Mirror Mirror, Girl on Convict Hill, Ponies, that's a funny song, Year of Vampire, Brief Candle, Scorpion Death, um, Battle On. But in this song, because it's very like metal setup, you know, metal loves to have bring us on these adventures in the eighties. There was always tied to like, you know, Conan the Barbarian or whatever. Just had the great like just music videos that really transformed, you know, the music. And you know, the eighties was a great time because people were really trying to uh, bring you that visual presentation to really tie you in to what they were trying to present. You know, now we just get so many light shows and effects or dudes just shredding guitars and uh, which is fantastic. Like there's an art in that, but we've lost a form, that real cinema format that people used to put in effort for music videos, um, which is kind of a sad thing. Um, but circling around here, so Brief Candle, it's, you know, it's just, it's little, I mean, these songs are all based off of a video game and it's kind of cool, but uh, it really does. Some of them make sense, you know. So this one, uh, it starts off with, um, <clears throat> remember we got to get to Derek's request for, um, Oh yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Let's actually, let's just do that. This is, I mean, this uh, is just a, um, it, it's just a, you know, whatever it's, it's a, it's a game song. It's just, because it, it's believe nice it or not, artists pick these things up. Believe it or not, people, I'm pretty sure I don't know shit about. Immortal Technique. Yeah, Immortal Technique. He's, he's, he's out of New York. Cool guy. Skilled artist. Skilled, skilled lyricist. Dark dude. Um, yeah, I mean, there were a lot of artists that, especially rap and hip-hop artists, that I, did, I, that I never even heard of or wouldn't have even looked, give a second thought to just hearing their name if it wasn't for some metal band. Um, like... I didn't really start listening to Nas until he did a collaboration with Korn. 
and um and but the crazy thing is i started in like deep in the heart of gangster um, rap Hakeem, can you please remind me the title of the song um yeah it's uh caught in a hustle caught in a hustle yeah, caught in a hustle by the moral technique yeah the moral technique um but yeah i am um, <laughs> you know i forgot to read jair said uh because he was he was saying i'm glad she's in a happy match that was a good setup actually this is actually a if it, this is if this was like a comedy which which my whole life is he says, um i'm glad she's in a happy marriage and i was like you know i asked what what are you talking about so i'm glad kimberly's in a happy marriage and then because you probably wouldn't want to be in an unhappy marriage with her after hearing those lyrics. Yeah, man. I don't know. Right. Maybe that's why he's so supportful. You know, he's like, wow, she's so creative (laughs) or he's so, so supportful. Oh, that's not even a word. So supportive. Yeah, but that's because she's so creative and maybe that creativeness comes from a side that he doesn't want to find out about. He's like, wow, she just, Wow, she's like all over the place, very creative, lovely woman. Oh, she's so talented, but boy, man, that's mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, remember, you, remember, Chris. <laughs> let's go. We're, let's we're going to Nevadalia. Uh, Nevadalia. That's a made-up word. All words are made up. Okay, so make up whatever. Yeah, word. I mean, just like Assassin's Creed says, like nothing is real, everything is permitted. You know, quoted by Abstargo. So. Uh, so a Merle Technique caught in a hustle, uh, two thousand and one Merle Technique. Uh, I I guess I, maybe I should just pull up his wiki, but I I know he's a underground artist um, from New York. Great guy. Um, I I mean I think he's a good lyricist and he's got good good uh, beats and tempos and stuff. It's not uh, like how it is these days. Anywho. Um, so caught in caught in a hustle. We got two verses here in, in one. Uh, two hooks. Um, All right. So let's 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 get into this. The verses are a little little long. I'm gonna try to best find a best way to format this while I'm reading it. Um, yeah, man. Uh, um. <laughs> Kimberly Freeman's husband be like, "Yeah, baby, you are the best musician of them all," says Jair. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. You're the best musician, baby. <laughs> All right, so I swear you're the goodest. All right, yeah, she. That's um, they say the odds. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. Uh, so they say the odds against me are cooked and impossible. Like I was born with a hole in my heart, is an obstacle. I was left to die by the doctors at a children's hospital, but I never. But I never lose hope. Success is psychological. The world is vi- the world is volatile, and the street is my education, shaping the nation like the bru- blueprint of a mansion. While Shawshank record, oh sorry, is I'm sure it flows great when he raps it. But I mean, thank God he's got good lyrics here. But. Um, like the blueprint of a mansion while Shawshank records or Shawshank records deals get you raped on an occasion. I'm so, uh, so I'm focused on my economic situation. I'm like the, I'm like the little kids on the TV that dig through the trash. I hustle regardless of the way you talk shit and laugh. 
a lot of niggas drop science, but they don't know the math because their mind is narrower than the righteous path. It's funnier how on the block niggas will kill you for cash, but never raise a gun and cry out freedom at last. The Cold War is over, but the world is still getting colder. Atlas walking through the projects with the whole, well, with the hood on my shoulders. Sorry, I almost said holder. Uh, I would like to raise my children to grow to be uh, to grow to be soldiers, but then the general would decide when their lives would be over. So I work hard. So I work hard until my personality. I work hard until my personality split like the Black Panthers into the blood and crips. So I work hard until my personality split like the Black Panthers into the bloods and the crips. They say I would never be shit, but now I just sit and reminisce. Uh, reminisce. I should believe the word. Uh, like Yashua. Foot, like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, like, sorry, a lot of people don't use Yashua to, I mean, any kind of their, and Yusuf too, using, okay, uh, like Yashua bin Yusuf flipping through Genesis, ignoring the venomous and the murderous soul spreading the virus running rampant out of, uh, but out of control. So, uh, so and then this is the hook. Um, and the hook go, uh, so we get here, uh, so if I should ever fall and get caught up in a hustle, let them know that I died while I fought in a struggle. From the hood rats to the rich kids lost in a bubble. Spray painting on the street in the subway tunnels. Write it down and remember that we never gave in. That the mind of a child is where the revolution begins. So the solution has never come, has never been to look in yourself. How it is to expect... How... Oh, how is it that you expect to find it anywhere else? All right, so so the, so the so if the solution has never been to look in yourself, how is it that you expect to find it somewhere else? I mean, this is this is just another thing. Like, how and murder technique is one of those guys is still storytelling, is still thought provoking because it's true. I mean, this is something that uh, all society lacks these days. Nobody wants to stop and look inward. We are surrounded by constant distractions. We don't do any brain building. We don't have that accountability meditation like headspace at the end of the day. As human beings, a lot of people just don't do it like, hey, man, I'm going to sit at the end of my bed and stretch out and whatever, you know, smoke a little weed, whatever your kind of nighttime thing is. But actually stop to take a little bit of accountability and think about your day. Like it's not to beat yourself up. It's to account the things that you did that were good, things that you can improve on. And things that you may not be so proud of because we are human and we make mistakes, you know, but you have to like stop and actually look inward and take some accountability and decipher things and have it, you know, try to gain the wisdom to have the discernment to do it, you know, and then break that down in the lab and bring it down to the granule and find what works for you, build that into a new substance and, you know, create a better, a better being. Um, but a lot of people just are, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to do. It's not easy. Like, I mean, who, who likes that? Right. I mean, let's just be honest here. Who likes having to, to look at your, your flaws, your mistakes, or, or even, you know, some past traumas that have made, uh, have got you to where you're at now, but cause it's influenced your decisions, you know, because you didn't stop to reflect, um, but it takes time and you, you got to still be easy on yourself and it's hard and, 
for some people, it's going to be exposure therapy. For some people, it's going to be just building a new habit that, you know, looking inward. And, and God bless those people that complain about the lowest things on the total. I should say, I guess, the highest things on the totem pole. But, uh, it, I mean, you know, just, but everybody's reality and perception is different, you know. But uh, sometimes, unfortunately, here in a first world country, we, we become ungrateful. And uh, and and we just uh, complain about the simplest things and forget forget to really count the blessings that we have in this great country. We're, we're nowhere near perfect, you know. And as a combat vet, I'll say that we're nowhere near perfect, but we're we're, we're damn free. So, um, but you know, moving again, yeah, go ahead. Now you know what's interesting about that is um, he's talking about living in a first world country and just uh, you know, I been dealing with a lot of stuff just grief and things like that and but all over the world people are dealing with so many things uh and you know who who can measure emotions or how much you love somebody or how much love and loss affects each individual person but um i just know that uh one of the things is that i i was one of those people where i just you know i I thought that I had so much experience and tough skin. And then, you know, one thing happened, something that happens to everybody. And it just, I, I was completely gone. Um, and so I, I find that, that fascinating though, but even to the point where I'm just like, I'm done. And, uh, just planning out how I'm going to go out and just planning to the very end, everything. But the interesting thing is having like a lot of other good habits and things like that have like kind of, uh, pulled me back out of it. And one of the things, once again, man, like this is kind of like, I guess that show we did either yesterday or, the, or late earlier today. I don't even remember about music therapy, you know, cause one of the authors that I work with, I'd written an article about using music and art as a therapy for uh, uh, addiction recovery and um, and how we talked about how it can be used for so many other different things. Uh, let's see. Hmm, I'm going to move on to Jair finishing up that last thing we were talking about with, um, with Kimberly Freeman. He says, I bet she likes that Japanese movie, Audition. And then he finally says, Immortal Technique donated all of the money to build an orphanage in Afghanistan. Interesting. You know about that, Chris? Those are two yeah. amazing facts or two amazing things to bring up because Audition, great movie. I, I can't believe you brought it up. Like, fantastic. This man is a... Uh, this, thank you for bringing some things to the to the speakeasy tonight. I really appreciate it. I'm glad you're here. Um, and then what was the, what was the other thing you said? Uh, um, uh, I'm sorry, it was a uh, mortal technique donated money to build an orphanage. He says his exact That's quote was immortal technique donated all of the money to build an orphanage in Afghanistan. Yeah, that's you know, that that's that's the stuff that we need. People who take action, people who are willing to actually be involved and have some personal sacrifice and accountability for things, and the lack of that uh, in in general society is uh is preposterous and you know everybody's so filled with apathy that's that's wonderful that really that's 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 great because i mean not even you know politicians can't even get that done 
You know, I mean, they could get it done. They just, you know, they don't care. And all the NGOs out there and all these, you know, uh, services that they say they're, they're going to do it. Don't do it. They're just taking money from taxpayers and grants yeah. and, you know, lying about it. And, uh, I just want to take a second to just acknowledge also everybody in the room. Once again, Vlad, Isaac, Illumio, Derek, Brady, Samantha, uh, Dirk High, North for all being, uh, in the room. Um, and so spending all this time with us here today and, and listening. I appreciate that. Uh, and Jair for the insights and interaction here. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, that's it, Chris. Don't let me uh, get you too distracted. All right, so yeah. I, I wonder, oh, Jair, I did want to clarify something. Do you mean Immortal Technique donated all of the money to build an orphanage in Afghanistan? So is that to mean that he donated all of the money to build a specific orphanage in Afghanistan? Like, for example, if, if this one specific orphanage in Afghanistan cost $100 to build, he donated all the $100, right? I'm, I'm just using it just to easy numbers, or a million dollars, right? Did he donate? It was like he's a sole donor is what I mean. So to build an orphanage in Afghanistan or, or donated all of his money? Or, I mean, I don't know that... How, you know, maybe it's less like he donated all of his own money. As he says, yeah, from what I understand, he was the sole donor. Yeah, that's what I thought it, would, it was, yeah. So he basically spearheaded a project for um, building an orphanage, orphanage in Afghanistan. Now, before... Uh, so we, I don't want to take that as fact, just like anything else that, you know, I, I could say here... Um, Everybody do your due diligence, but I'm, I'm pretty sure Moral Technique probably did do that since Chris and uh, and uh, Isaac, a.k.a. Jair, are backing it up. I've never, I, I don't know anything. I mean, I'm, it's like the... I mean, you're not uh, wrong. It's something, something that could be done and sounds like an initiative that, you know, that would be done by somebody like he is a, a different uh, person. He had just have further insight. You can tell by his lyrics and... Um, yeah. And it's a it's a need that needed needs to be fulfilled. Um, I mean, it's fantastic. It's a, need oh, that needs, it's a need that needs to be fulfilled even here in America. Check this out. So this is what it is. I'm just reading a little bit of from BallerStatus.com. <laughs> Immortal Technique builds orphanage in Afghanistan. The facility was a long time in the making. It was a dream. The rapper helped to fruition by doing a number of benefit concerts and donating his own money. While in Afghanistan, Immortal Technique helped with final construction of the Institute, procured supplies, hired staff, and helped spread the word. This is from April 3rd, 2009. So, yeah. Oh, it says, yeah, he uh, donated all that, the money that, he that made from the... Yeah, all the like money he made from the tour. I, that would... Yeah, it's like exactly a month after I joined. I joined in March, in March, March of of nine. Yeah, because my birthday was in it was in basic. Uh, what did you join? The Church of Scientology. I love crystals and money. So what did you what are you talking about? The army? You mean? No, you said Scientology. Scientology is full of crystals and money, man. Hook me up with the crystal machine. <laughs> Hook me up with the crystal machine and give me money. A crystal machine. <laughs> is that what they do there? You know, 
I was actually, I actually um, infiltrated the Church, of, the Church of Scientology. A lot of people don't know. I, I self-appointed myself a long time ago to be like the ultimate super ninja spy. And so I would just like go into these places. <laughs> like the Church of Scientology where people, where I just thought they were totally out of their minds. And because um, I, I, I remember one very specific thing, this dude, John Klein. Um, you, uh, you remember earlier, um, a couple of days ago when you and I were sitting outside of Starbucks and then I got this phone call and I, t I, I was like, I, I was talking for like 30 minutes. I was like, yo, I haven't talked to this guy in like 15 years or something, or actually it wasn't 15 years because I just seen him five years ago in Florida before I went to China. But, um, but I hadn't, before that I hadn't seen him for like 15 years. And, um, so he called and I was talking to him. Anyway, that guy, he said, Hakeem, you better be careful getting involved with the Church of Scientology. And I said, the Church of Scientology needs to be careful getting involved with me. <laughs> oh, so arrogant and stupid. Um, all right, all right, Rorschach. <laughs> Rorschach, is that okay? So don't don't say anything. When you said that, I got. Uh, uh, don't don't please don't tell me. It's um, dude, it's one of those damn comic books. God, it's just right at the tip of my tongue. It's, uh, there's a dude with a hat and another blue guy. Maybe it's the same guy who's blue with a hat. Okay, tell, please stop. Am I suffering? Who is it? What, what am I talking about? The, the something men. The watchmen. God damn it. I could have done, yeah. done that. Why'd you help me? All right, so, um, yeah. Well, you told but, me uh, not to. This is a, this is a room of, of we're promoting growth between men, right? You know, you, you were humble oh, enough you to ask me. And right? like, you, so you tried. You struggled. You were like wrecking your brain, and then you're like, "Hey, hey, excuse me, uh, other savage gentleman or other gentleman, other other man here in this room with me. Do you have the answer?" And you were, right. you know, so that's that's something we. I mean, how many people can you say would have actually done that? I mean, I know it's such a small example. It's like, ah, we're just, you know having hanging out, but like to circle back around to why we're having this whole entire conversation, right? You mm -hmm. know, um, is to promote the fact that like we have to have the humbleness between us men and also accepting you know, advice from real queens, from good, uh, good, knowledgeable sources, reputable, meritable sources. Um, then I'm bringing it back to what we're doing here with this immortal technique song, um, caught in a hustle. So we were in the hook at the end here talking about, um, so if the solution has never been to look into yourself, how is it that you expect to find it anywhere else? And, you know, so let's let's bring this to what I mean. I guess why we're all sitting here tonight, uh, you know, and I appreciate you guys coming through the cellar door and and pulling up a chair and and having a drink with us and just kind of uh, and hanging out and being in the speakeasy and and, and just thanks. Um, but you know, so he says you're like looking looking into yourself and not being. You know, so how do you expect to find it anywhere else? Um, so when when a woman should you know be approaching you or when you're when you're in you know in a, a, a long term relationship. You're at that point. You've you know you you got your 15 things on your list, which if you're just joining, um, any relationship you're in, any friendship, any everything, um, the highest level, of course, that's like you know engaged relationships, uh, deep interpersonal relationships, maybe family relationships. You want 15 things. So the premise of the of the of the 15 things, five, five, and five, the three tiers. Is five things you must have, you know, morals you may stand on, five things you are you are willing to compromise on, you know, kind of bendable on, you know, maybe that scale of five things you choose is higher to lower, right? Like, 
you know, moralistic, whatever it may be, however you've, you've quantified it to yourself. Um, and then the bottom five are things you will not stand for that are no goes, zero tolerance policies, pack your stuff and go. Um, and then on the lowest level, you know, with just an associated friend, right? It might just be a few things. You know, those are like, you're not testing somebody's morals. You're just creating boundaries for yourself. You're creating, you know, maybe intellectual boundaries. Like you're willing to give somebody a chance and try to speak to them. And if you see that they're not, you know, they don't bring any substance to your life or, you know, maybe they're not interested in hearing what you have to say and not that you're being e- egotistical or trying to tell them what is right or wrong or, you know, but maybe you're just trying to point them in the right direction. Maybe they've, they've opened themselves up to you and they've been vulnerable and they're sharing with you. Um, but, uh, sorry to kind of bring this back here to these lyrics. Uh, so, so to look yes, inward and, 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 and having, um, and, and, and having a good woman there. So like to look, to, you want to be with a woman who's going to, who's going to promote you to be in that space and be in that environment. Um, I don't, I don't claim by any means to be a full fledged savage gentleman. You know, I did some things, but there's much more, uh, harder and more uh, uncommon and wiser men out there. Um, but I feel that when we leave the house as men in general, you're, you're, you're putting on this mask and it's not a mask of how people think it like, Oh, you're being narcissistic or you're putting on another character or, and this is that you know, and it's not just simply armor because to say you're putting on just simply armor and leaving the house to go to battle would be a lie. Like you are putting on a persona, you're putting on a mask. You have to present yourself to the world in a certain way, despite your morals, despite your character. Sometimes you understand as a man, like things have to be done to get shit done. Like we have to talk to uh, people a certain way at work or. You know, there's certain decisions you have to make to maybe retain your job or do this or do that. And on a higher level to sacrifice a life or retain a life or, and there's all these different things, you know, these, um, and, and with them and women on the same, on the same token, when they leave the house, they got to put on a mask and a suit of armor for a bunch of things that we don't even think about. Just like there's a bunch of things we have to you know do that they don't think about. You know, they put up with a lot of harassment and a lot of, you know, shit in the workplace and people in general. And uh, you've seen some of the, the ass hats running around these days calling themselves men. I mean, could you imagine being a, a woman on the receiving end of some of these people? You know, I mean, oh, man, just that kind of sounds like a, like a headache, right? Like, um, but boy, anyway, so, so, you know, but you're, so you're putting on this mask and you're dealing with, with the, the proverbial, you know, perspectives of Babylon, you know, to put it in a, in a umbrella, you know, state, right? Like, or or the Matrix, like, you know, there's all these all these perceptions and standards you have to hold up to, and stereotypes, and you know, maybe you're nor- normally a fun loving guy, and you, you like certain type of music, and uh, I mean, I guess a good example, kind of, I mean, it's, I don't think it's a vulnerable thing for me, but maybe somebody else or other men would find it a vulnerable thing. Like I like Miley Cyrus, the song party in the USA. And when it around the time it came out was when we deployed and we would play it in, in the trucks when we we're doing things and, you know, people would you know, sing and it, it, and, and it was some, uh, some camaraderie and, but it, yeah, it's a silly song. You know, I mean, I was listening to a whole bunch of different music, but you know, just like people would, would be silly and express themselves. You know, there's just some really uncommon dudes doing uncommon things amongst mediocre people. Um, and just the ability to like express that, you know, so when you come home and 
you know, maybe you're into whatever, you know, or this is your pastime or hobby and it's not necessarily the most masculine thing or, you know, maybe you're a very loving, caring, free, you know, just down to earth guy. Um, you know, you care about the little things you've learned your, your wife's or your partner's patterns, you know, so you go out of your way to do these things for, um, you know, uh, things that maybe other women wouldn't, wouldn't respect or don't, or don't like, or, you know, whatever, cause it's the way that modern society has just changed the way that people perceive things. Um, but creating that space where you can look inward, you know, where you can be yourself. Like you have to be able to be free to express yourself on a cathartic level at the, at the, at the highest point and at the lowest point to be able to kind of have some self-expression and some you time um, while in your, in your, you know, your actual kingdom. Cause we're no, none of us are Kings. I mean, we're all just a bunch of, orca- you know, organic decaying matter here, you know, but if you really want to be, you know, uh, that, that King of nothing, you know, then cool. Yeah. You got your big old house and all your shit and cool. Like you're still, you know, we're, we're, we're nothing. And that's, that's where the title of this comes from. King of nothing, you know, and you got to find a real queen so that you can provide your nothingness kingdom to this woman. Um, you know, as you're building your own merit to be able to call yourself a king, you know, you still have to provide for your women and, and your children. Uh, and I don't believe any man is born to be a serf and just be some slave to the system, you know, and that's where this concept of, I, you know, I guess I'm kind of rebranding the last man theory from Nietzsche to this king of nothing. That seems like the modern mentality uh, you know, the way that consumerism and capitalism has in, infected everybody. And then on top of that, the apathy that's involved and the disconnection with, you know, the nuclear family. And that's just a humanistic things. You know, we got uh, screens in front of us and this and that. And, you know, we're not going to get all super deep on it. But it's just having that that space where you feel safe to be you, to have the ability to flourish, to become an actual king. If that's, you know, I still, I don't like the word, but a man possesses more knowledge, skills and abilities, you know? Um, And because, because it's okay to be soft. It's okay to, uh, to rub your girl's feet after you worked hard all day. That's okay. I mean, you know, I mean, you're still focusing and doing something that is a labor that brings you joy, you know, and maybe it's not bringing you joy. And, but your wife's been home all day, taking care of the kids, doing whatever you've been. Yeah. Maybe you've been busting your ass all day. Your hands are dirty. You're tired. You're stinky. If she's willing to let you sit on the floor or sit on the couch or whatever, she'll get in position and let you kind of rub her feet and tell you, you tell her about your day. You know, you're, you're, there's that balance there of servitude and vulnerability and open communication that we are supposed to have, you know, because it is, it's, it's that, it's that little reminder. And I think that people lose as time goes on, like, it, you know, cause things may be like that in the, the honeymoon stage and the beginning of things and life is sweet, but you're never really supposed to lose it. You know, that's true love, you know? And, and if you haven't found that, then don't waste your time or somebody else's time, find good company. That's the whole thing, right? Like we need social circles. We need, good, strong women in our lives, but that doesn't mean you always have to sleep with them. 
you know, but you have got to have enough wise mind and discipline about yourself as a savage gentleman that you always don't got to, you know, stick your willy in everything that walks, you know, uh, it's not healthy for you or her. Um, but you know, just having the safe space where you can take that mask off and then she can take that mask off because you, you know, we're already dealing with society. Um, and, and then in that say, stick your willy. Yeah, I did. Cause I didn't want to say, I didn't know. I did. Uh, uh, I know. <laughs> I wasn't sure what else. I didn't want to be too formal because you know I can be, and also didn't want to be vulgar. And before just, you go and funny. stick your, <laughs> stick your willy. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> welcome, uh, uh, Angie. Um, welcome, Angie. And if I was a computer, I would say, "Welcome, Angie, plus one other to the room." Uh, welcome. Yes. Thank you, Keith, for being the moderator. You are perfect. I love you. I appreciate you. Hey, welcome, Angie. Angie, um, nobody else has called in, Angie, but that's okay. You could be the first if you want to. But um, we're just we're cruising along. Uh, welcome. Uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 strong. It's good to have a. You got to have a, a good woman that's going to allow you to do those things. Like it's, and I think other men who are in here and, and, and men who are here this will understand. And I think women will understand too because like your men and and and. and you can even create that space, but it's like they got to trust it. You know, they got to trust they're not going to be judged. They got to trust that, like, you're not going to use it against them later. And it's not that you're that person. Uh, I mean, or maybe you are. Who knows? You know, but it's that fear zone. And at in this at that at this level, I think for men's psychology, it's not false evidence appearing real it actually becomes like a fear. I mean, you're like, Oh, I don't want to lose my wife. You know, I don't want to lose my children. If I show some vulnerability, you know, um, or, or, or a certain level of it or a certain level of continuous vulnerability, uh, doing certain actions or servitude. Um, cause it, you know, and you just got to really know your wife and know her patterns, but you also don't, I mean, this could be in the early stages of, of things. You just, uh, I don't know, but there's just, there's something about coming home and not just saying hello to your partner and sitting on the couch and having a beer and then talking shop all day and complaining and being pessimistic. Vent, maybe, yes, in front of your family and children, probably not. You probably vent with your wife at night. But <sighs> hear, hear her out. Like, I, you know, there's... If if you can turn your brain off just a little bit when you're coming home, sh- you know, kind of share your own day, and then hear what she's got to say. There, it, it, I don't know. There's just this, this, this act of servitude. I mean, having like that daily connection leads from having the anxiety that comes from the phrase that we all hate to hear: "We need to talk," because that shouldn't be a phrase that is fear that invokes anxiety and, and, and fear in one's soul and your heart drops and your stomach drops and you turn pale. You're at work and now you gotta go home because you know, like you, I mean, you just can't focus. I mean, I don't know any man on whatever level you operate at, even your CEO, if you get a, a text from your wife saying you got to talk, boy, you're, you, you, your heart drops and you can't feel your feet anymore. The room is getting small, you know, 
Uh, you gotta, you gotta recenter yourself. Uh, so to avoid that, it's, I mean, it's creating that safe space where you can look inward, which is being able to take that mask off at home with a powerful woman that you trust is not going to judge you and has enough wisdom and care and love to provide insightful, I mean, criticism, I suppose, you know, at times, um, but, but love and, and just that environment for you, like just encouragement, Maybe that's, sorry, I'm just sort of looking for just good, good encouragement, but don't, don't look for a woman to treat you like the world that are treat you like, you know, necessarily your mother did or the way that some of us have been raised in this current generation that we're, we're in. I mean, I'm only, uh, I was born in 90, you know, so show, kind of showing my age here in a little bit. Right. <laughs> um, but like, we it's just don't expect your, you know, your wife to like to be raising you. Like, you know, we're supposed to be. I don't know, the hey, dynamic. Wasn't there, wasn't there somebody you were talking to today and she was talking about how there was a guy she was with and, um, yeah, we were at Starbucks, I think, or somewhere around there. And she was telling me about how she was dating a guy who, who was like eight years older than her, but she was basically taking care of him the whole time like paying for everything and, um, you know, giving them a place to live and all that. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting that you bring that up. Cause I mean, you're, you're not wrong, you know, and uh, that was, yeah, it was a great experience that I had today. And, um, I should probably share that because it was a good, uh, experience for, for humanity, for hope, for it, it, it allowed me to feel like there was hope that there was still good women out there. And I don't mean that in like a traditional sense, like, oh, she's going to cook and clean and, you know, and be my slave. And, um, uh, Akeem, you, you're, you've done this before. So can I, do I just click this and then she's in and then that's it? Like, and then she just, she, um, commute herself and wait or how is that? What, somebody's that? calling? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah just calling. Um, yeah, I want to make sure. Yeah, just go ahead and click it whenever you're ready for, to receive the call. I mean, it's up to you. Did you have the th- a thought to finish? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to finish it real quick, and then I, I, I thank God she's calling in. Um, I'm so, oh, I'm not even sure what I was what I was saying. I do I do well. Uh, digress. Bring her on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I do digress, in. and here we go. Uh, thank you, Andrew. What you have to say? Welcome to the show, Angie. You're welcome to unmute yourself. Hello, hello. How are you doing this evening? Um, who's Jay? You're talking here in okay. the room. Here. Um, it doesn't seem like you're unmuting. Wait, do you do you have to unmute her? Do you have a, do you have a uh, button to unmute I don't, her? No, no, because I click on her profile. The force mute button is not on. Uh, oh, I can uh, invite her to speak as well. Um, so. Okay, so yes, yeah, so, so, um, yeah, go ahead. And Jair says, oh, he's inviting somebody. Oh, so, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so here she is in the chat room. She said, oh, thank you. So, you guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, a partnership. Yeah, oh, yeah, she joined the, joined the convo. Share some wisdom. Yeah, uh, what's going on, though? Uh, she doesn't seem to be able to get in the room. Uh, 
Are you sure that she's uh you you don't have to unmute her on your end anywhere there? Yeah, right. no, it's uh Okay. Yeah, which is great, so she's here, so I right, cool. Um so so that was saying so you know, like your your wife isn't isn't your, your slave. She's there to to boost you up. Like you can't right. if you're if you're in this mode of oppression and depression that has been you know, just because kind of this bubble that we live in, you know, these men are looking for like wives, you know, for, for people to raise them or these women to raise them and, and put them in these roles. And it's like, look, man, like you're there, you're there to serve too, you know? Um, and you, and you got, you got to remember that's part of being a savage gentleman, but you got to find a real woman who's going to allow you to be in that bubble, you know, like who, who will, uh, cause we, we all, we all got, uh, you know, little ticks, little dumb things we do that, you know, women hate and will never tell us, you know, maybe you laugh weird. Maybe, you know, you, whatever, brush your teeth dumb. Who knows? Maybe you, uh, yeah, you got to touch the the door three times. I mean, what, 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 who, there's all these little like idiosyncrasies that we do as human beings that, uh, women deal with because they love us. Let's just say that. And, and we as men probably have a lot less than that. Uh, when we look at our women, unless you're just a miserable man, um, and then that's, that's, that's your fault. It's not your wife. Quit criticizing her. Um, <laughs> you know, because that's just not how you get things done. But you, so you got to just have that, that having that environment to be able to, to be, to be soft and be servitude and, uh, and to do certain things and behave in a certain manner in your own personal safe space, you know, your own kingdom to create that real kingdom. Cause or really kings of nothing, you know, that the circling back here, you know, that's why you're providing a king of nothing kingdom for your wife, because, you know, you want to have a, 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 a moat, so to say, to create this space in your home where your, your actual queen of a wife is encouraging you to continue to, learn skills and abilities and, and do things, but to also be vulnerable and to lead. And she's going to give you advice and it's going to be encouraging, but also going to criticize. And uh, it's just at that fair level of, of things there. But um, and that allows you to look inward. I mean, how can you process trauma or process things or change if your wife can't speak up because you can't handle it? You know, and she, and then it gets up to the point to where it's the, we need to talk. And then you're freaking out because you didn't allow a space for yourself and or her. Or when you tried, maybe, you know, you were in that judgment you know, of that fear zone um, of, of being judged or, you know, or, or whatever it may be and letting your guard down. And uh, even if she didn't give you good reason to, you know, it's just something that's kind of instilled in us. Um, but we, we got to be able to trust that we're not going to lose our man card, I guess, so to speak with our, with our, our woman. Um, but you also have to only expect that if you're a man who has an actual man card of merit, you know, if you're a hobosexual, then good luck. Like that's where I, you know, Hakeem was talking about where I met this wonderful young lady today. And she was sharing with me that she dated an older man. And the reason she's, you know, uh, young women uh, look for an older man is because you're supposed to be more mature and better off. She understands you may not be super mature because there's guys out there who are 40 and 50 who aren't that mature. But she's expecting you to have your life together to a certain degree. 
you know, to have your priorities at least in check. You know, we don't have to have the fanciest car and all this other stuff because that's just, that's the king of nothing attitude, you know, and then you're walking around saying you're something, but you're spending all your time distracted, um, which is what they want. So don't fall for it. And I don't mean women. I mean, society in Babylon. Um, so you can't be a savage gentleman. You know, they're, they're taking your sea legs away and you're saying, okay, fight back. Um, but so, you know, he was eight years older than her. I'm, uh, I'm not sure how young, I mean, how, what her age was. She said she was in community college, a uh, very lovely young lady. Um, she was going in for, uh, her major was criminal psychology. So she was, um, intelligent. She had good perspective. She seemed like she had some worldly knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm here, man. Just uh, sorry. I just, uh, <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, Angie's still here in the queue, and Derek is calling right now. And Jair is, is, says it, in the is, chat, it, is it not working from on my on. end? Hold on, Jair says in the chat. He said, "I heard some people say that the mute button changed on calling the last update. I'm going to look on my other device and see if, I, if there's some update issue. But um, I mean, there haven't been any issues like this. I and mean, are you sure that you don't have?" Screenshot me something what your interface looks like or something because I don't know that uh, that should be an issue. Like that's what this whole app is. Designed um, I mean, for. I, I can invite them to be speakers. Um, oh, oh, you know what? Look, 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 hold on, hold on. Now it's now it's prompting. Now, see, because I checked it before because I was speaking on it. I said, oh no, the force mute button isn't clicked on. So now there's actually a button above it that says take next caller. So for okay. whatever reason, the interface hadn't updated, but that's kind right. of going on. Uh, yeah, we, we, let's be sure to the, the notate this, um, and kind yeah. of leave a, uh, leave a review for calling because I know this is a new, uh, applied app. So yeah, um, so yeah, I guess I'll just kind of uh, wrap this up and digress here. But so she, yeah, she was just you know, so so she's she's a good catch of a woman, right? You know, somebody that would be uh, at a, a young age is a woman who possesses high value. Seems like she's got good morals and talent, and clearly she got with an older guy expecting uh, something different. Uh, she informed me that he lived with his parents, so she was already kind of going on a limb. Right. You know, he's an older guy. You're like, all right, cool. Maybe you're getting out of college. You know, uh, economy is rough, whatever, whatever it may be. Right. Life happens. So that, that's a blessing already. Um, but then, yeah, he, she just ended up paying for everything and uh, kind of being taken advantage of. And uh, he was still living with his parents. And um, it's it's just different. He wanted her to, you know, he had a full time job and didn't pay for things. And she was paying for pretty much everything. And he didn't. He didn't drive. She, she drove him around and, um, you know, whatever. And, and maybe, maybe the sex was great. I have no idea, but he's in the category of hobosexuals. You know, he brings nothing to nobody. Uh, he's definitely not a king, you know, but these, those are the kind of people who run around saying they're kings and saying they're alphas and they're on the, uh, actual scale of like, if you go look at, uh, it was an animal study they did and how it can apply to, you know, just the brain waves and everything else. But a lot of people operate saying they're alphas and run around like they're psychotic. It's because they're just like, they're just wild. I don't know. They're, you know, enticing themselves with delusional fantasy. That this is how you're supposed to act to gain, uh, respect and, and, and network. I just, I don't know what I'm looking for, but, uh, reputation, you know, and trust. Um, 
it just doesn't work that way. Acting at like that on that level, uh, they call it the, the, the psychotic alpha male, you know, and, and a group of chimpanzees is the, it's the chimpanzee will try to beat all the other chimpanzees up to rule by fear. But then, you know, it, it's only a matter of time until that alpha chimpanzee is caught off guard. And the five chimpanzees that beat up five, you know, five days ago, gang up on them and tear them limb to limb. Uh, it's been, it was shown in the study that the chimp that may have not been the biggest or the strongest, but it was a little bit smart and was willing to work with the other chimpanzees and had good networking skills and they, and, and, and seemed to be more caring, you know, earned the respect of the other chimps and you're able to work together and do things and they trusted them and he was able to delegate and be more of a leader. And that's, I mean, on a basic level, it's being a king, right? Um, uh, I mean, not really. I mean, that's just kind of being a leader, but it's, Anywho, I'm I'm getting off track here. Um, Are yeah, you getting off track, Chris? Probably. I mean, <laughs> sorry. Whatever, man. Uh, you're good, dude. It was just it was a good, yeah, it's good experience. And yeah, but it's it's true. So you know, here's here's a catch of a woman, right? And she's so she's caught up in these things, and that's where. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's that that where it gave it gave me hope that there's still regular women out there. Well, know? I don't know, man. She she didn't seem too regular to me. She seemed kind of extraordinary. But you, but I know what you mean. Somebody who's function who's functional. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. No, the, but dude, you're not wrong. In, like in in, in the present time. Yes, you're right. Today's present time. She's right. She is extraordinary. Yeah, it was like, oh, oh my God. Like, wait, you're talking to me in public. You're making good eye contact. Like, we're having an intelligent conversation. Like, you, you, you get. Oh man, it was the, just. It was my. It was mind blowing. It was the saddest part of all of that is that that's a treat. You know, rather uh, than yes, yes. The, so anyway, uh, let's see. Angie's still in the queue there and so is Derek so let's see uh, because it's the first time in, since we've been here since uh, people decided to um, chime in this time of night so let's see what they got uh, we got Derek what's up Derek yeah, what's up guys what's up people chilling man what's up yeah I was going to ask about the uh, cornflower blue reference is that because uh you're a fan of Chuck Palahniuk? Yeah, Chris. Chris, are you uh, a fan of Chuck Palahniuk, or Chuck, or some people say Chuck Palahniuk? <laughs> um, I am actually. I am. Uh, I'm sorry, Andrew. I didn't. I, I did not mean to hit the uh, whatever. But I don't. Whatever button I hit here, and so I invited you to speak. If that's even working. Um, but yeah, no, that is, it is, I am a fan of Chuck and I actually recently watched some of his content on YouTube because he did some interviews, I guess, about a year ago and, um, I had never seen him or heard him speak before. You know, I've read the book many times. I've watched the movie, used to come home and watch the movie every day when I came home from high school and it's not yeah, Fight Club. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, it's a great reference in the movie, right? Like, I think it's a it's, it's a very clever movie. Uh, right. uh, and luckily, I had enough exposure when I was young to understand what was going on. Right. Well, he he references that color specifically in 
uh, several books. I don't think all of his books, but several other books. And if you like that book, man, you should definitely check out, uh, I don't know, all of his other books, uh, so far. The one that, uh, the one that is from the perspective of a North Korean, like, sleeper spy. Uh, I think that's a tough read. <laughs> I definitely admire Interesting. The, I, I admire that the, the, the idea and the effort that he put into, like, actually going through with that, but I, I only got about a third of the way through the book before I had to put it down. I might revisit it, but it's still good. It's just like, it's a, a tough read, but a lot of, a lot of his books are hilarious and make amazing uh, points, societal statements, you know? So I'd, yeah, I'd recommend all of them really at this point. Um, I was enjoying the, uh, you know, the, the reading of lyrics to music I'm unfamiliar with. Um, Cause I was, you know, kind of imagining what music might kind of go with the, the, those lyrics. Uh, the, the hate breed song, uh, reminded me of one by Metallica. That's sort of what I heard in the background, just kind of, you know, kind of happened. Um, and it kind of, I, it kind of made me think of the transcendental, I don't know, maybe that's the best word. I'm not sure. Um, the transcendental, uh, nature of music. Um, you know that, that uh, the lyrics reminding me of one by Metallica reminded me of uh, catching a Chris Cornell concert before he died, where he uh, he combined um, the lyrics to one by Metallica with the music of one by U2, and and how it transformed the, the feeling of the song and those lyrics. Um, it was amazing. It was really, really good. It was just as good or better than, um, I don't know, as good as uh, one by Metallica, um, and better than one by U2, I think. But, um, I don't think that that was ever put out in any way where it's accessible. Like maybe a few people at concerts recorded it with their phones, but it was amazing. I'm glad I got to, to, uh, experience that before he checked out, you know, um, what was the other I, one? I too got to see uh, Chris Cornell, uh, but he was playing with Soundgarden. It was, uh, in, it was the first and only time I got to, see, well, no, I saw them before, but I saw, it was the first time I saw nine inch nails. So nine inch nails played with Soundgarden and some other band at the Hollywood bowl some years ago. Oh, um, cool. and, uh, also speaking of Metallica and some fusion, I for the first time there was a there was a reggae version of Unforgiven that I heard last night at the Green Parrot in Chicks Beach. So we don't be unforgiven. It was pretty cool anyway. Yeah. Uh, Jire says one is quite possibly the best song ever created. All right, sorry about that, uh, Derek. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, no, I really I really love what Derek's saying here because like. Uh, I'm a kind of a nerdy person. That's my big background. I, I'm into fandoms and nerdy stuff. I, I'm kind of an engineer by trade. I like to weld and fabricate things very hands-on. But uh, like the way that it it, it transmogifies like things, the music has that like that trend, that ability to transcend so many barriers. I mean, look how this led you from one thought to another to another to a happy experience. Right, like it's just all like and how how it how it's connected on a neural network to those things, 
And yeah, I was kind of speaking on that a little bit earlier, how like you got to have that positive experience and tying positive, th- the, the positive things that you enjoy instead of things that you don't enjoy. And I'll let you speak in two seconds, Derek, uh, a buddy of mine, Blake, I was going through a bad breakup about five years ago and final fantasy 15 had just come out. Final fantasy is one of my favorite games of the entire universe. It's a big thing for my childhood. It's always just, it's fantastic. Anyway, you know, so we were playing together. I met, uh, Blake, uh, Fort Carson, Colorado, waiting in line for, I think call either call of duty or final fantasy 13 at the time. Um, and he was like, don't talk about some of these things or don't think about some of these things while you're doing something that's supposed to be the actual thing you enjoy to escape instead of just a normal distraction because you're a lazy bum. Um, so yeah, but then, you know, but, uh, 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 music is just, I'm sorry. I, I get, go ahead, Derek. Well, I was going to say, um, like that kind of also reminded me the, the combination uh, the changing of the feeling of the song, um, you know, like in the Chris Cornell uh, example, that was uh, two different songs, but it also made made me think of, you know, different songs that are just performed in different ways as well. Even by the same artist, it can have a totally different feel. Um, I, I don't know. There's a lot of examples. I like once, if I was going to rec- recommend something like that, it would be top of my head. I'd say, uh, crazy by Narls Barkley, you know, like the, the version that was all over the radio for a long time years ago. Uh, that's good. It's catchy. It's kind of clubby. Uh, but you know, like if you, uh, if you're interested, I highly recommend to anyone listening. If you haven't heard it, check out the slow down version. There's at least two. They're both amazing. And it's just got a totally different feel. You can, I mean, first of all, you can really, kind of concentrate on those lyrics and the lyrics are just goddamn good. You know, I, I never paid attention to the lyrics, uh, with the sort of the, the poppy version, but the lyrics are deep as fuck, you know, and that's lost on probably 99% of people listening to that song, even if they love it. Um, I was going to say, what, what's the other one you guys played as, uh, that I was thinking of, uh, the dead Kennedy song. Uh, I don't know. I might've oh, yeah, heard absolutely. I might've heard that at some point, but I, I forgot it. So I can't, I couldn't imagine the music while I was listening to the lyrics, but it, yeah, like it reminded me of, uh, like, a, I think it was like a seventies song, Bachman overturn or some shit like Turner over overdrive, Bachman Turner overdrive. I think it's like classic rock kind of shit from the seventies. I think. There's a, just just because the lyrics kind of sound similar, so you could just slap those lyrics and replace probably like you know from both ends. You could just replace the lyrics from one with the other, and it would work with both songs. But anyway, no, I think I think you're, you're right because a lot of and a lot of people are doing that these days. I love how far you know the hobby of like blending music and how accessible it's come and this new programs and just all these uh, mixers that have come out now and people like are finding similar, like you're saying like lyrics and sh- like, uh, so like, like song, okay. Song structure, right. They're finding that strong structure and then a matching uh, structure of uh, rhythm and tempo from a different song. And then like overlaying it 
And you're right. Like it's so creative. And so like, I don't know, it's, just, it's catchy, man. Like I've seen some of these people, they do those mashups and you're just like, how did you conceptualize that these go like together? And it's just so great. Cause like, it's some, sometimes it's such an offbeat song. Yeah. There's actually, I'm thinking of another kind of like interesting comparison. Uh, when I think of the dead Kennedys, there's a song, what is it? California Uber Alice. You guys probably know that. Uh, or, or that's in the lyrics of the song. I'm not sure what the title is. Yeah, the song, yeah, the, uh, I believe the title of the song is just, just, just Uber Alice. Um, we can double check okay. it here. But yeah, yeah, cool. California Uber Alice. They're talking about uh, the secret police uh, coming down, down to pick you up in a truck. And uh, uh, at least if I'm remembering correctly, let's go here. Yeah, it's uh, probably Uber Alice. But then years later, I think a uh, guy uh, named Spearhead. Uh, He's a rapper at the time. He's done more than more than rap. Is, is California Uber Alice? But he did well. He did California Uber Alice, and it you know like very different lyrics. Um, but the music was perfect for for what he was doing. It was like very political. You know, the, yeah, I, 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 I really wish that people would, would get back in the space of doing doing spoken word. You know, some of these practitioners, and that's part of what spawned this whole entire speech tonight. Is that uh, Dr. Siri um, from uh, from from India? She's a, a world renowned, you know, doctor leading in several fields of, of industry uh, by being the first in those fields to like get those job positions and to be, you know, sponsored and to delegate things. And, um, you know, that, that's what really brought this together tonight was, uh, you know, that, that was my inspiration of, 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 of a real queen, strong women, a strong woman, you know, that, that uh, is an actual trailblazer or practitioner of these things. And that's, something that women, an actual idol that women can look up to. And, uh, you know, the king of nothing syndrome, that's just something we're going to have to work on as men. You know, I mean, that's, that's, uh, we got to find some humbleness, um, in our own souls and get away from what the machine is trying to tell us to be and how to behave and how to act and how to consume, uh, which isn't just, it's, it's infectious. If you allow yourself to be such, so distracted, um, I don't think it's such a bad idea to um, to be programmed by things. People, people. I think a lot of people mistake that. There's a very slight distinction that should be made. It's not about whether or not you're programmed by anything by things. It's what you you allow yourself to be programmed with. I think that that by our very nature as human beings, again, me being a hypnotist, everything is hypnosis. Is that we are programmable by nature. But we also have an editing feature that we just don't use. Yeah, interesting. Interesting, because right. I mean, yeah, we all need systems, right? Everything we have uh, uh, activities of daily life we have to get done. Those disciplines, you know. Um, but I just I feel like we're not meant to be slaves. I mean, well, me and you talk about they live all the time, uh, or it seems like you know, there's always just little things that seem to come up. We're like, oh yeah. Um, you know, and that's that's that that bubble, that perception, that uh, keeping up with the Joneses syndrome. You know, that I feel is 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 affected young men because uh, it's already so hard. It's already it's so tough out here, man. Like uh, the economy is rough, wages are rough. 
unless you've got a skilled job, you're probably not making much money as a young man. You know, um, you're nearly invisible unless you're a psychotic alpha, you know, because now being an actual savage gentleman um, or being a gentleman general is like frowned upon, like holding the door for a woman makes you weak, which makes no sense. Um, and it's all these different you know, facets that, uh, but, that is. Well, where we live, where do you see this holding the door open for a woman makes you weak thing? Like that's, that doesn't seem to be something in our environment where we are here. I mean, people seem to go out of the way uh, to do that for people. Well, it just, and the thing is, it just, it just, it just really depends. I mean, um, and, you know, the people like, kind of, like we've talked about before, like, the, the bubbles of the social, uh, the social economical bubbles that are created within the ba- you know, boundaries of different uh, towns and cities and the way people, you know, behave and act in there and, and then, then it comes to the age. No, but I'm, I'm specifically talking about to, what you just said. You were just like it, people. Some people act like holding the door for a woman is like is not. They don't want to do it anymore. You're talking about like some oh, small no, 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 chivalrous act, and you're saying no, the opposite. I'm saying that they will do it, but it's but they don't. Want, but women don't want it done. Um, oh, okay. I, all right, that's weird. Um, you know. Uh, Let's see. What am I looking at here? Oh yeah, uh, Tool Jair says Tool uses the Fibonacci sequence to construct a lot of their songs. And uh, yeah, Derek says yep. Um, also, uh, if you look in Tool and a few other uh, artist groups, uh, have also specifically released albums on the f- on different phase specific phases of the moon. So either on the full the first quarter, second quarter, or the, the new moon. Um, there's some pretty interesting uh, things done with numerology and uh, lunar cycles and different types of mathematics. Fibonacci sequence, of course, and pi being two of the ones that they choose a lot, as well as the golden ratio uh, to to write into their song songs. Hey, I had to dip out for a while and talk to my brother. Um, I was curious if you guys uh, got through the the Immortal Technique Caught in a Hustle lyrics. No, actually, uh, we didn't go over those uh, again. Oh, okay. Uh, was there something about those particular lyrics about uh, Immortal Technique that you wanted to address? Well, I was just saying... Uh, I. I thought that uh, this crowd might dig those lyrics. Oh, um, oh, wait. You mean you weren't here uh, when we did go through those lyrics? I thought you, like, because there was a point in time where we were, we were going back over stuff. No, no, no. We, yeah, we did. We did uh, hit, the, hit those lyrics. So you popped out when we were doing that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris did. Well, I, I caught, like, I caught some of it, but there's, it's, there's, like, more there's a lot of lyrics so i wasn't sure yeah. if he was okay cool yeah i don't i don't know oh, if he's yeah, yeah, the there, whole thing there is a lot of lyrics i mean i i would yeah i can still continue i'd love to um sorry my i uh wireless headset died uh, is am i coming through all right hakeem is uh the audio level yeah man right? you're good? good um yep okay um 
But I mean, so the biggest thing here is, you know, so so this whole it was this sit down tonight, this gathering um, here in the speakeasy was inspired by Dr. Sari um, and uh, the quality of woman that she is and what that provides to a to a young man so that he can become a more wise, well-rounded person, a savage gentleman, if you will, and then thus try to have a kingdom over time. I mean, it takes time to build a real kingdom, right? Like everybody's trying to rush and get to the top. Um, you know, when you're just, there's, just, there's no room for self-reflection when you're doing that. But so let's get back here to, to um, the lyrics here. We're reading um, Immortal Technique, Caught in the Hustle. It was uh, produced in 2001. Moral Technique is a underground uh, rap artist from New York. Uh, he has put forth some philanthropist incentives in Afghanistan. He opened up an orphanage, um, which is fantastic. We are in the first hook um, in Caught in a Hustle. Moving on to the second verse, we were at the end here. The last line of the first hook um, is, if the solution has never been to look in uh, look in yourself, how is it that you expect to find it anywhere else? Uh, and we just spent some time reflecting on that, kind of uh, bounced around. It is very kind of free form here. Um, it helps with thought pattern, thought flow, and neuroplasticities, and just um, trying to spread the wealth with everybody. So moving on, uh, verse two. Um <clears throat> a moral technique in the streets back on the hustle cause three strikes and you'll get your life for oh okay yeah uh, get your life for stuff and crack and, du- and, and a duffel upstate behind steel gates intact in the shuffle razor blades stuck on the side of a pencil hacked oh yeah um, razor blades stuck to the Stuck on the side of a pencil, hacked to your muscle, but the emphasis is what bleeds you to death when it cuts you. Uh, sorry, let me, let me, someone's got to read ahead. Let me just kind of scan over it real quick. So, this is not um, a song that you're very familiar with. What's up? Because, oh, isn't... no, it's not. No, and, and, it, but I know, I know how Merle Technique writes, and I knew this song was going to be like this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because he is flowy, but he's just more smart and cynical well, with it. What about look? How about this? How about Derek? Derek, do you yeah, know sure, these? Right. Do you, hey, do you have um, them laid out before you or in your mind? Where you? Oh, can... I, I don't have the lyrics memorized or anything, and I, you know, I was just like being lazy, trying to get you guys to read it for me, basically. You son of a bitch. Hey, look, that's what we're here for. I've heard it before, pal. All right. um, Yeah, I mean, but this is still, I mean, this is real life stuff. I mean, like, you get uh, the, 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 there's a level of poeticism that still comes from this type of self expression, you know, in music, uh, which is one of the very rare forms where you can say and do some of these things to share these stories, uh, to have it be heard. And it's a sad um, 
state of, you know, I guess of music and hip hop and rap that they don't, they're no longer storytellers. And it's just kind of, um, you know, a money machine these days, which is, I guess, great for them, but not so great for us. Um, but yeah, so we are in these, looks like the first, second paragraph, verse two, Royal Technique Caught in a Hustle. Um, anybody who's ever by, been to prison, um, don't just plug your ears. Um, it's not a, anything he ever writes and sings or does anything ever, anybody is looking up a moral technique prepared, be prepared to have some type of trigger. If you have any type of uh, traumas on any level, uh, trigger warning now, um, just, just be prepared. He, he, he's, he's a rough writer, but he's realistic. Um, some of these things he's gone through himself. New York is not a kind place. Um, so yeah, I mean, brave on his part to be putting this on paper and putting it out there and bearing a soul. Um, but we are in the second paragraph here. So razor blade stuck to the side of a pencil, hacked to your muscle, but the emptiness is what bleeds you to death when it cuts you. And the lawyer is not the inmate scheming to fuck you. I try to fight the system from inside, eventually corrupts you, but that's what gets you when you, uh, but that's what gets you when you put the corporation above you. Yeah, corporation. Uh, <clears throat> it is, and it's the people that love you that seem to hurt you the most. Sometimes, when when they die, you find yourself cursing their ghost. But make success, nobody delivers your fate. Sometimes you give and take. Since prehistoric vertebrates crawled out of the lake, oh, out of the lakes, and th- and that truth that. And that the truth about your life or to do it in the ghetto and your car. Oh, wow. All right. Hold on. He see, I mean, this is some of those lyric, lyrical, um, lyrical genius, right? He's, he's had to have had experiences. Cause I mean, he's jumping around fucking prehistoric vertebrates to talk about. All right. Since prehistoric vertebrates crawled out of the lakes and the truth about your life or to do it to the ghetto in your car's rims and your ice, because even Though we survived through the struggle that made us, we still looked at ourselves through the eyes of people that hate us. But um, but I'm going to make it regardless over the triumph, over the trumped up charges and semi-automatic barrages that em- that em- oh my god that empty the cartridge post-traumatically scarred kids that try to be brave because the niggas backstab each other trying to get paid. Turn cannibal like knights during the crusades, afraid of responsibility, addicted to greed, beating the girls purposely, losing the seed, as as if we were bound to destiny to receive. Uh, man, that's deep, right? I mean, hey, you get you get blessed with a child, you gonna be a act a fool and uh, you know and and beat on your girl to, to lose that child. Uh, and if you irresponsibly got her pregnant and you weren't ready to be able to provide for that child, that is your fault, not hers. And you're cursing yourself and the Lord, you know. I mean, uh, look, I'm all about pro-choice here, but I mean, yo, know, don't don't be don't be beat on your girl, man. Um, so then we got the last hook here, uh, two paragraphs. Um, I used to I used to wonder. Uh, we got in quotations. I used to wonder, not quotations, uh, parentheses. I apologize. Um, I used to wonder about people who didn't believe in themselves. But then, but then the way they, the way that they portrayed us to everyone else, that they cursed us, then only saw the worst in ourselves. 
blind to the fact the whole time we were hurting ourselves. I used to wonder about people who didn't believe in themselves, but then when, but then I saw the way that they betrayed us to everyone else, that they cursed us. Then they only saw the worst in us, blind to the fact the whole time we were hurting ourselves. I used to wonder. So, I'm going to read this back because this is kind of uh, this is interesting here. I used to wonder about people who didn't believe in themselves. Right. So, I mean, I guess that's almost the current state of society. Right. So we're in. I shouldn't say almost. Let's let's I'm going to digress that like backspace. It is the state of society that we're in. People are okay with being mediocre because everybody else is mediocre. Nobody wants to challenge, and that's. That's no fault of their own. I'm not calling. I'm not calling people out. But it's just like, man, you got to challenge yourselves. Like, you don't believe in yourself, and then you find somebody else who does believe in themselves. And instead of being wondrous or asking or 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 being around that aura and energy, if they're a positive, upbeat person and not gossiping constantly, um, you know, you're not there to rob their energy. That's what people seem to want to do these days, or just kind of beat them down, or you know, cast shade and um, one, we shouldn't be like that, but it, it's just, we, we, we reject intelligence because it makes people uncomfortable or makes a group uncomfortable, you know? And then we put on these blinders of bliss to stay happy because we're just don't want the knowledge because, you know, you know, you don't want to, but people don't understand that the whole pathway of, you know, knowledge is power and power is ability and the ability to do what to have, you know, the ability to respond Respond to what? To respond to life. You know, so you're having these response abilities that are based off knowledge that give you the power to have the responsibilities. You know, but you got to believe in yourself and you got to be able to put forth the discipline to learn things. And when you have that knowledge, it makes people uncomfortable because it reminds them that they weren't willing to put in the discipline. That's all it is. You know, you got to not be distracted. You got to buckle down, read a book. You got to, you got to cite the stuff you're reading online. Just because Abraham Lincoln said it, you know, and posted it doesn't make it real. You know, we have access to the interwebs, you know, the most reliable source of information. At least cite it. At least see if a doctor wrote it. Try to find a medical journal. It's got to be posted somewhere. You know, all these, um, publications that used to be put out, you know, uh, in magazines are now digital. I'm pretty sure there's still some, some very, very, very credible sources that have now turned their paperback, you know, magazines, uh, into a, a digital format that you can still get this wonderful information from credible sources. Uh, anywho. So, so, you know, but, um, I used to wonder about people who didn't believe in themselves. Cause that, that can also affect you, right? Like you're comparing yourself to people, but in the, the day they don't even believe in themselves and, kind of how that, that circular, uh, the circularness of it all. Um, but then, you know, but then he, moral technique continues to say, but then I saw the way that they portrayed us to everyone else. Um, and that, that, that can be detrimental too, right? Cause I mean, there's several facets to that. Sometimes uh, that person may have their own things going on and, and they don't uh, want people to see you for who you are and, and they want to control the narrative and that's not helpful either, uh, especially uh, when it comes from this place of, you know, maybe they don't believe in themselves. Um, 
and that and that can have a negative effect on you because especially if you're a good-hearted person, you got some morals and characters about yourself. Maybe you're not, you know, nobody's perfect, and we all make mistakes, you know. But you're you you think you're pretty kind, you know. You try to put your best foot forward and do the right thing, and and choose, you know, uh, uh, which which unfortunately these days is called like the hard right over the easy wrong. Because sometimes making the wrong decision or doing the wrong thing to somebody or taking the shortcut is easier. And that's why we do it as humans, you know? So we have, sometimes you got to make the choice to do the hard right. Um, but, you know, so they don't say, you know, so that's the way they portrayed us to everybody that has cursed us. Then we only see the worst in ourselves, you know, because that's exactly what people sometimes want to do is you either turn in and destroy yourself or they try and destroy your happiness. If they're sucking your energy away or, you know, they're jealous of, whatever, maybe you worked really hard to get to where you're at. Why you do know? people and, want to do that, man? Um, Why would anybody want to do that? I, I mean, I honestly don't understand it myself. I mean, it's, I, I guess it comes from a place of envy and, and jealousy. And um, I, I guess maybe, maybe a small example to use or just an easy, easy example to use is like, the the guys that say, oh, I, I, I would have went to basic, but, you know, oh, that drill sergeant, you know, but then when it comes down, like, oh, I would have, I if I was at war, I would have done this. And they're, you know, online when Afghanistan's being withdrawn, there's some, you know, now Middle East expert. Um, but the, the guy who goes and does it, you know, he's like jealous of him uh, having what he may have received for doing it, you know, which is the same thing of a guy who's worked fucking 10 years to become a, a, a you know a, the ceo you know or the or the manager or district manager you know now you're at a position in your life you're making good money you you've worked hard to get there and doesn't mean you're happy um you know doesn't mean everything in your life is going right you know whether you didn't take on some kind of burden of responsibility to get to where you're going um and for people to uh you're not necessarily looking for a pat on the back, but for people to throw shade in your direction and put up unnecessary barriers and obstacles when you're already dealing with enough of your own barriers and obstacles, you're just not uh, burying them to the world, you know, because that's not what we do as human beings, whether it's male or female. Um, and, and, and sometimes that happiness, or maybe they even know you're going through something and you're suffering, but you're still, presenting this, you know, level of happiness in the workplace or in your, in your life. And you're grateful and, and, and you're still, you're, you're, you're taking the lickings. Uh, maybe they can't stand that. Maybe they can't stand that you're, you're, you're taking it on the chin, you know? Um, but, but then, you know, but then he sort of says, you know, that, so that curses us. Then we only see the worst in ourselves blind to the fact the whole time we're only hurting ourselves. And that's where it comes in. You know, like you don't know what your personal sacrifice and suffrage is. Or what you're going through. Maybe you lost, you know, somebody in your life, or you're having a hard time. Or, um... well, I think I think what Immortal Technique uh, is referring to in those lyrics is uh, a statement about uh, communities of color and what our culture, our institutions have done, um, and and how they've kind of uh, affected not just communities of color, but uh, you know the the larger American psyche in general. Uh, but I think it's open to interpretation, you know? Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I was just focusing just on, I was kind of hyper-focused on just the lyrics itself and kind of, uh, trying to keep it, um, 
opposed to what we're speaking on with just, you know, finding good women and kind of, cause that's, that's where we're going from kind of lyrics to lyrics and that's how kind of we've been breaking them down. But you're right. I mean, if you're looking, if you go up to, to, you know, these verses, he's always been uh, a very involved uh, writer and person because he's right. I mean, look, we were talking about, um, was a paragraph two, um, the corporations. So, you know, that's, so let's, let's see. And the lawyer's not the inmate scheme to fuck you, which is the worst. It's true. Trying to fight the system from the inside. Many people do because you're wrongly accused. You know, eventually corrupts you. It's true. You're in there. You go in there with uh, morals and character and you have to change who you are to adapt. And that's where you can cause moral injury. And that's where people suffer from a lot of PTSD from being involved in the system. You can take somebody who has, you know, a very or could have a, a pretty semi-normal life at home, you know, they may make a mistake and because of the wrong colored creed or live in the wrong town, spoke the wrong way, maybe it's just bad, you know, bad timing. Now they're caught up um, in a very corrupt system that wants nothing but money and nothing but to keep you in there. Uh, I mean, I've personally experienced some of these things myself as a black American. Um, I'm pretty sure that Hakeem has as well as a black American, especially, um, you know, he, uh, spend some time, or he's from New York, um, from, from, you know, in the eighties. And uh, we all know that was uh, definitely a different time for that city. Um, if anybody knows anything about history or the history of New York, I'm not rich on it. I just know that the seventies and eighties, it was a whole different thing than it is now. And, uh, we're, I mean, we're not going to dive into that, but, um, let's see what's uh paragraph two, like line five here. Um, and it's the people that love you that seem to hurt you the most. But sometimes when you, when they die, you find you're cursing, you're cursing their ghost. Um, yeah, but, but you make success. Nobody delivers your fate. Sometimes you have to give and, and you take. Um, I mean, honestly, so let's, let's focus on the first two paragraphs here, you know, um, He's talking about being back in the streets, back on the hustle, takes three strikes, you know, stuff and you know, stuff and crack back in duffels. Because, I mean, yeah, right. I mean, you got to have a little stash spot. You're doing your thing. But you wind up behind, you know, behind steel gates, right? Um, so if you're, we want to get deep on this, I mean, why does he even have to be out there doing what he's doing, right? Um, but better yet, so let's focus on what Derek's talking about, like being in the system um, and what that does to, to, you know, young men and women of any kind of color and creed. Um, when you, when you're caught up in here, cause the system itself is, is corrupt. You know, I mean, like, like he says here, right here in the lyrics, the inmate scheming to uh, fuck you. Like, but it's like, it, like yeah, you got to worry about that, but it's really this, like the, like the lawyers, you know, cause it's really not the inmates. Like, yeah, there's gang politics. There's prison politics. It's a part of the, it's part of this, the system, but the most dangerous animal of it all is, you know, the guards, the, the, the wardens, the system, the, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, immunity that, that, that these people in these positions possess is unfathomable, um, to the average person. I don't see average person is just unfathomable because if you, if you gave that same ability to a soldier, you'd be, there'd be a, uh, an uproar. They'd overthrow the government. You can't just tell soldiers they can go do whatever, you know? Um, but what, what, what particular 
uh, go and do whatever. Who's going and doing whatever? What are you talking about? If you just let soldiers do that, who who before you talking about like who? Who are you talking about? Oh, What's just, that reference I mean, to? Just like the that, guards? That people and, can, yeah, they, your guards are able to get away with things and treat people in certain ways, and 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 you know, and then this, there has been a history of corruption in certain prisons, and you know, inmates getting killed okay. or disappearing, and you know, stuff like that, and uh, the police culture of how uh, police in general, the way the policing has been done for so long, uh, with with am with anonymity and 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 immunity, going back to like the dead Kennedys. Um, police truck. I mean, right? I mean, they felt uh, with the letters presented by Jello, you know, Jello Bif- Biafra. I can never pronounce his last Biaf- name. Right? Biafra, yeah. Um, you know, they felt comfortable going downtown and beating up drunks and you know grabbing you know uh, uh, sex workers off the street and beating them up and doing horrible things that you should never do to anybody um, because they knew they could get away with it, and that takes somebody who has strived to get in that position to perform those things. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, especially so crazy if you know that, that system you, is in place and that yeah. you can thrive within its little sphere. Yeah. It's pretty crazy that a person would find themselves in a position where they have some control over another person and decide, okay, I, I, I can, I hold sway over, you know, the direction of this person's fate to some degree. Let me, let me abuse that. That's a, that's a good idea. <laughs> where, where, where does that come from? Let me just be a fuckhead right now real quick. And, uh, yeah, do some crazy shit. Uh, I don't get that one. Um, but, you know, it is... Uh, Jair says they have the monopoly on violence. Before that, Jair was talking about... He was asking me... Because, um, you know, he... Uh, Jair said that Tool uses the Fibonacci sequence as uh, to construct a lot of their songs, and um, uh, Derek agreed. And then, you know, I talk about how sometimes they use the lunar cycles and different things like that. And then, I don't know how you found this, Jerry. This is uh, I've seen some cool stuff like that. There's a lot of data correlations here, and he sent me to this website. Time Price Research, Astrofin, Blogspot. And there's a list of really cool stuff here I'm going to have to look in. Why did you do this to me, Jay? I'm not going to go to sleep. I have things to do tomorrow, later. Let's... All right, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of cool... Oh, you've, He says, I've known about that website. I've known that website forever. Okay, well, I, I don't, you know, I'm going to have to look at it now. Thanks, buddy. Um... That is so crazy. The stuff that's out there that you can research. Yeah, I'm sure I can look, I can spend hours looking through it. That's what's going to happen. So I'm a little bit uh, annoyed, but hey, you know, it'll give me some stuff to, to do some shows about. Hey, so uh, Chris, what do, you, what do you think, man? We're at four hours here. I think this is a good time to... Uh, now it's time to say goodbye to all our family. Uh, yeah, I was thinking that, you know, there's, there's, last, there's last line here. And uh, and we'll, we can close out um, unless somebody else wants to speak or you know whatever else. It is getting yeah a little late here and um oh Lord I, uh, was... yeah boy yeah I got well yeah I'm glad the, the I'm thankful of the for American Legion in the morning and do a breakfast yeah but you guys are awesome for hanging with us thank you everybody for uh, listening and and sharing in the comments and the the call um, we appreciate you um, 
And so, yeah, Chris, what are you going to close out with for everybody here and uh, and set it up? Um, well, the last line is just, you know, it's, it's, uh, that's what you get when you put the corporation above you. Um, and just, that's what I'm kind of, I guess, touch on, like, people over profits, you know, and people, unfortunately, uh, people choose profits usually and that's a sad state and that kind of trickles down into how people behave and how men behave and we just consume 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 and be as kings of nothing that is just a distraction and that doesn't allow us to harness the skills and abilities and disciplines we need to find that higher quality woman or to have the ability to be okay with being what Johnny Cash would present in his song Solitary Man as being a solitary man, you know, or uh, you may be able to help me with this uh, pronouncing there, Akeem. Uh, uh, Uta, I, oh my, let me look at her. Uh, what, what are you talking about? Is it, is it, you said Uta. Are you talking yeah, about Uta Hagen? Is it Uta Hagen, the, 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 she worked in Hollywood? You're talking about Uta? No, um. It's only, only Uta Hagen. She wrote a book called, uh, I forget what that book was called. Actually, I have it. It's a classic actor's book. You know, I'm not an actor. Uh, at least not on the she, she's stage and screen. Um, from, uh. Uh, Icaro, uh, Utada. I'm so sorry. I uh, oh, uh, you're talking about are you talking about Ikaru Utara? You're talking about the Japanese yes. singer. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I don't know why the the, the name didn't come to my my, my brain. Uh, yeah, Ikaru Utara. Yeah, um, um, you know, Find Love, great song. Um, but so I don't understand the people people before profits. Um, this is a sad state of where things are kind of going right now. What about what? You, tra- you trailed off. I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to uh, ca- find find my my place again where okay. I was uh, where I was speaking. Well, you shall find your place again, my friend. Always, always. Um, but yeah, he, uh, Hikaru uh, um, Utada is a great singer. I mean, she's got a lot of a lot of really great songs. I mean, um, I I never really listened to that much until I was riding around in your car. Um, you had a plan, had some of her stuff planned on there. She's got a great voice. Uh, um, yeah, and, great R&B, you know, great, um, I guess, you know, like Japanese R&B. I mean, she's still kind of just traditional stuff, but lyrics are great. Um, still upbeat and get groovy. Mm. Um, I had no shame there. I love her. I think she's great. Yeah, she's um, a great singer. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, but just, the, I, I don't know. I, I so, so just the ability to, I mean, just being, don't, don't, don't get distracted, guys. Just focus on finding some disciplines. Get, get, gain some knowledge, some skills, some abilities. Quit, quit getting, you know, all these dating apps running around and with the, the things that don't fulfill you, don't fulfill them. You're not, you're not doing yourself a favor. You're not doing them a favor. Um, try to uh, be able to put yourself in a position to find yourself a real queen um, who is on the same uh, wavelength as you, who wants growth and progression, not oppression and depression. 
uh, kind of getting caught in this wheel of I need got, got Yeezys and this and that, but then you got three roommates and you know whatever else are um, not knocking it. Everybody needs to hustle, have your side business, make your millions of dollars selling stuff on Amazon, but educate yourself. Continue to have growth. Continue to, to have to, to want more than just material possessions, um, and that's how you'll reach just some form of. I don't know. I, I, I honestly think some real actual fulfillment stop, and the ability stop telling to, people you know, about my fucking Amazon business, right? <laughs> my millions of dollars. <laughs> right. And dude, look, man, it happens, dude. Like, and I, I love it. I love how we have this instant access to be able to do things now and be able to provide this extra income. But then people don't harvest that, that blessing or that ability into its, 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 highest form. I don't want to say purest form because we all make mistakes. We all want things. It's, it's okay to have a big house, man, you know, but like you got to have priorities. Like, do you need it when you're 20, you know, focus more on education, more on experiences. If you have free money flow, you have free, you have extra, you know, uh, liquid as they say, you know, kind of some money to burn, get, go pay for an experience, go make some memories, go learn some new things, have no reservations on it. Live on the edge a little bit, you know, um, maybe take up a new course, learn some languages, uh, plan a trip around those languages that you learn, um, you know, be willing to take some risk to maybe spend some money on a new hobby you don't even know if you're going to enjoy. But uh, it's better than just buying Yeezys and, and, and blowing your money on things and then uh, – I don't know. I mean, I may want to go off say, here on finances, say, but did like, you say, did you say buying Yeezys? Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I mean, mean, I keep hearing that shit. I don't even know what the fuck they are. are they a shoe. Correct. Yeah, it's a shoe made okay. by um, not Yeezy? Drake, not uh. Okay. Is it Kanye? I have no um, goddamn. I think it's Kanye it's a, West. I don't know. Uh, but, Kanye West, you know, he's just, the best. Yeah, um, he is. Derek says, a.k.a. Dare Bear, he says, the mind of a child is where the revolution begins. And uh, Jair says, I'll confess, I love Lana Del Rey. And, um, Ooh, yes. and then he also says, I need to do DMT. Dimethyltryptamine, sir, you say? All right. Um, um, I mean, yeah, man, in a safe space, if you can find somebody that, I mean, I have no experience with it. I don't do that stuff, but I would, I would assume, you know, like kind of want to be in a cool, good headspace, maybe find uh, uh, somebody who's, is not a, prof- I'm not going to say a doctor. Cause I mean, how are you going to find a doctor? Right. But more of a professional, like they have those ayahuasca clinics. Well, you want to find know, a good, um, it's a good a chemist or a good biochemist who knows what they're doing, AKA a shaman. By the way, I'm a digital go. shaman, guys. I'm, I'm a digital shaman. I'm, I'm about to release in a little bit uh, two different frequencies. One is going to be a frequency that's simply called marijuana, and one's going to be a frequency that is DMT. And the purpose of them is for you to use with headphones as binaural beats so that you can stimulate the cannabinoid receptors in your body to... Uh, this is So this is how I, I, I uh, push it, is uh, to simulate stimulate all right and enhance the effect of the endogenous and exogenous cannabinoids that your body can handle so 
uh, check those. Those are going to be coming out soon. You'll you'll see them. All right, guys. Uh, Chris, um, let me see. Is there anybody in the room? Let's see. Oh, wow. Jair says. No, I, it, it, I the did. One thing I, I can get you to do for me before we close out is yeah. I just because you know I, you're you're the linguist uh, in here as of now. Uh, uh, if you could just pr- properly pronounce the doctor's name in full for me. Um, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, also sure. going to link some of this stuff in the, as we, when we close that, I'll, I'll, I'll edit some of this and link her in there. But yeah, yeah just because so, I mean, that's what really spawned this year. Cause I want uh, everybody, even men to be able to go uh, search this story and hopefully, I mean, hopefully over time there'll be more, some more information out there, but even just hearing that just some of those things she says is, is, is crucial to uh, what uh, uh, creates a high value woman uh, who's going to drive you and help uh, and help you get to being, uh, you know, the best version of yourself. All right. Uh, yeah. I mean, what else would we be striving for except to be the best version of ourselves? Sometimes it's so hard, though, man. It's hard a lot. Uh, Jair says I did ayahuasca with a shaman in Peru. I I have not yet had that experience, my friend, but um, I I I have some other quite mind-blowing experiences and uh oh so and her name is uh mangalam srinivasan so that's so everybody that's my best one of my best pronunciations don't take it mind for it i'm sure that someone who uh is more experienced with it can say it better but it's mangalam or mangalam Sri so it's Sri srinivasan um and uh, Larry, uh, yeah, Chris put up her, her link there. And um, yeah, this is awesome, man. Thanks for joining us, guys. Appreciate you, uh, Vlad, Isaac, uh, Illumio, Brady, Samantha, uh, North, Angie. Um, and if there was anybody who popped in that I didn't miss, we appreciate you too. We're going to come back on here. Uh, thanks for the helping us to inaugurate Chris's... Uh, first uh first uh, show here so we'll we'll be hanging out with you guys soon again soon at the savage gentleman speakeasy this was kings of nothing and the need for real queens yeah Sav- sgs right sgs number one savage gentleman's speakeasy open discussion sit down find your seat pour a drink and let's think can't wait to see who came through the cellar door tonight well yeah here we go guys we saw you all tonight out here and uh, we definitely didn't turn you away. And uh, you definitely all did mind your manners. So thank you, guys. We'll see you all next time, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and mind your manners, kind of, that goes into, um, if you look at the actual show page, there's uh, at the very bottom, because, um, you know, we want everybody to come in, and it's more of a barroom format. You know, it is a speakeasy, um, and that is just the manners part of it. I will be putting up some bylaws, just some kind of, kind of real simple stuff, just no real gentleman things, right? We're not here to be savages to each other. It's just having the capability is nice. Um, yeah, dude. And- so, wait, you know, I got to tell you guys, so this, there's a reason to even say this. I don't think Chris even knows this, but I was in a room with a guy not too long ago, and this dude started going off on me and yelling and screaming his head off at me for no reason when I was trying. Like, he asked me about something. Or the discussion went somewhere, and I helped him out with something. I told him how he could do something. And then he got so upset and started screaming. I mean, he was drinking, and he did say that. But, I mean, this was just 
some really over the top stuff. And I'm just sitting there just like, man, I just like, give me a moment to explain that, that maybe I didn't explain correctly and you misheard me. And that's why you're upset or you just didn't hear, you're just not hear what I said, but at least let me back up and, but the, and then he just kicked me out of his room. <laughs> he kicked me out. It was awesome. It was, it was so great. Um, uh, he was he was real mad, man. I feel I, it's so crazy because I'm still thinking about it. I kind of feel bad for that guy, but yeah, that was very ungentlemanlike, and I, I <laughs> I'd rather not experience that again, even though it doesn't really matter. But you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it should be a space where everybody can kind of come in. I mean, we could have you know ten callers on and ten speakers, and you know whatever, and a little bit of cross chatter, and you know it's it's a kind of a bar format. That's what I wanted it ended up being, and. There's star, you know, manners, you know, we, but you have to possess the manners. You know, if you're up here as a speaker and you just aren't polite and you, you, you're not willing to, you know, digress and let, to let somebody speak, not, not, not that you're not open to discussion. I'm not saying, uh, you know, to, to just be quiet, but you can't like talk over people and just try to drone them out and like, well, well hold on for a second, man. And, they, they um, can, but then they have to come and get a, a ticket to come in to, because I'm a sparring session specialist, guys. So you guys come on out. You know, we teach self defense out here. If you um, you know, if you want to talk smack, uh, come to the come to the, the come to the enter the dojo. And I mean, test it's your, true. Test your might. There you go. Proof in the pudding. Like you know, when people say, "Hey, I woke up and chose violence today," if you didn't threaten them with violence first, then you end them with violence first. Because you're you know you may be expressing your opinion. And you're welcome to do that as long as you're not personally like attacking somebody with hate speech, just in life in general, right? Like, you know, maybe you're just expressing something and there's that phrase, oh, I'm, I'm going to choose violence today, you know, and people forget like you're never too old to get your ass whipped. You got to have a certain level of discernment and respect for like, you know, just life in general. And you can't run around like you're just anywho. <laughs> yeah. What about the, what about the other one? You said that the you're never too old to get your ass whipped. What about the uh, the other adage? Um, you better be careful because the older you get, the easier it is to get your ass whipped. People better, some of y'all it's better true, be careful, yeah. if, especially if you're not training, man. Like you know, if you're if you train for twenty some years, you know you get better like a a fine wine. Violence. This is violence. Test your mind. Yes, of course it's violence, Jay. We're not we're not promoting violence. He's just talking about defense. We teach self-defense. That's all I said. Don't mistake. Oh me yeah, yeah. No, we, 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 yeah. yeah, we do not promote violence here. I mean, yeah. e- even as a combat vet, like, uh, yeah. you should always solve everything on the lowest level. You should never want to harm somebody. You should never want to take a life. You should always avoid that. Um, you know, even if you're able to switch from your sidearm to, to hand-to-hand combat, once you've subdued somebody, do it. You know, it's, sure. and, and that's part of being a savage gentleman. It's learning these disciplines and having these abilities to make that decisive decision and have the responsibility in that moment in time to potentially you are protecting your family. You have to have the ability to do those actions, but the discipline to not take it to that level because you're not a psychotic alpha male. You're an actual alpha male who realizes you're not here to just kill people and harm people and, and, and criticize people and be, apathetic and destroy your wife and be ungrateful and whatever else comes with that weird thought process. Hey, Chris, does this mean, I mean you shouldn't be you? walking around trying to want to hurt people? That's just abnormal. 
Zara says, this is violence. I learned that from AOC. Does that mean anything to you? Uh, I know who AOC <laughs> is, but... <laughs> no, I, I don't did know. She do something, I mean... Did she do something stupid recently besides getting herself yes. arrested? You can count on that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, she's... Yeah, yeah. Right, you're right, Derek. Yeah, she's always up to something. Stepping in... <laughs> creating some kind of pile for herself to step in. That reference is... Uh... I'm sure about uh, Jimmy Dore calling her out for not carrying out her campaign promises to fight for Medicare for all. And she called that violent because I think he called her a bitch to be fair in his criticism. Like do your fucking job, bitch or something like that. This is (laughs) violence. Yeah. Yo, she sucks. Yeah. And profits over people, right? Profits over people. Like we get these people in positions that do things and, we trust them um, no matter what color, creed, race, identity, whatever it may be. Like people are entrusting you to be a king, right? Let's just put it in a bubble. I mean, I hate that word, the K word um, or a queen and to lead to, you know, and then like, yeah, you just, it's so sickening. And then I'm not, I'm a, kind of afraid of what's going to happen with when all these people start passing and if some type of war fighters don't stand up to, to get into politics and, I'm not going to spawn off into politics, but let's just put it in a snapshot for two seconds. Back in the Vietnam era, prior to Vietnam, you had to have some type of uh, time and service to take um, a high political position, and now you don't. And that's all I'm going to say. That yeah, that is that is very interesting. I mean, it does it, it does ch- make a different person. I'm not sure if it makes it any better that you served in war necessarily Correct. and taking a position I, I, of leadership but it but it is but it is definitely different i mean i think maybe if you did do something like that you might be more cautious about certain things that you do knowing what war is yeah yeah by no way does it make you necessarily a good person i met horrible people in the military i had no by no means had morals or standards prior to there and clearly the army couldn't instill any in them um, but they were there. So, um, and that's another pitfall, you know, uh, people out there uh, with a chip on their shoulder as a, as a, as a military, uh, veteran and, and, and they're not very nice and they're probably scheming and scammy too, you know, and they use the, uh, uh, you know, that blanketed coat of armor that, that people will, will give you if you I guess, have proof or whatever of, of your service and, because uh, there are kind and caring people out there, not everybody, but there's 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 a good a good amount of them left. Um, so yeah, it's just man, yeah, man, you're right. It's uh, it's a weird thing. Um, dude, what uh, what um, did we miss any lyrics, or did you have the uh, ones all done right, and we can do another another speakeasy? And you, are we going to yeah, do some yeah, more lyrics? Just, just, uh, are we going to have a theme? Are we going to do some more lyrics? I mean, we could do all sorts of stuff. I mean, that's the thing is, I mean, I, I don't, uh, it's kind of an open discussion. This was just, yeah. it's the first time and I want to be in a bar for right anyways. And I was, uh, Jair is over here talking about start a discord server. <laughs> hey, I man, that's a good idea, right? Cause I mean that, that, that would get people in and, uh, cause I just want people to have a wealth of knowledge. Like it's not about me. I, I know I've been speaking a lot tonight, but uh, uh, as this goes on, like I said, I'd like to have you know, 10, 20, 30 people up here and you know, more and more in waiting and have them speaking. 
Yeah, by the way, well, Angie, if you want to, if you want to step up, I can get gone. Yeah, uh, we, we did want to hear from, from Angie, but she uh, gave up because we're having some difficult. Derek, that, that Chris, uh, Derek jumped out of the, the call queue. So, Angie, it's your time to shine if you would like. Um, of course, we understand whatever you'd like to do. We're here. Um, and, uh, why do I keep losing these stylists? I, yeah, I if you if you if you ladies would like to close out for us, I, that's actually that'd be great. I'll let you, you guys can take the floor if anything was helpful, or, or or if you wanted to shed some light for any uh, any men who may come in here and hear this, and because um, your insight is 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 good. That's what that's what we need. That's what uh, what people need, and it's up to them to decipher whether it's good for them or not. Um, so yeah, if there's anything you wanted to put out there, uh, feel free. Hey, um, and uh, hello, Emil. Uh, welcome to the show. Four hours and 20 minutes into the show, Emil. Yeah, dear Lord. Uh, oh, man. Um, hey, 420. Woo. All right. Hey, maybe that's a hey, all right, perfect time. <laughs> all, right. All, right, yeah. all right. So closing it up here. Thank you for coming, everybody. Um, you can't go home, but you can't stay here. You know. You got to go home. Or probably already at home, hopefully. So... Thanks for coming. Um, just yeah, I mean, uh, this was inspired tonight by the by the great doctor and um, some of the things she achieved, uh, trailblazing things for women, and that's uh, something that men should be looking for when looking for a a real queen, and don't get caught up in in the nothingness of consumerism that is presented to us by capitalism uh, uh, globally. So stay strong, stay wise, um, and be just be a gentleman in general. Try not to be a savage. Have the possessibility. Stay harmless. Yes. Have a good night, everybody.